maybe I did change it midstream. We'll see what happens. <laughs> change what? Well, the Facebook stream is going was going to the WP plugins uh, page. <laughs> oh no! I've done that for the last two shows. <laughs> Whoops! Whoops! Well, whatever. The problem hey. of having problem having multiple shows and and using one streaming service to deal with them all is they go in multiple places. Before we get started, we need to have a quick meeting. Uh, just a second. For some reason, Odyssey. It's not doing anything. It's just saying live stream in progress, but there's no play button. There's nothing happening. Oh, this did that yeah. to, it did that to us once before, didn't it? Yeah. Oh, no, it's playing for me. Playing for you? Oh, this did that yeah. To, it did yeah, it's that. playing for me. I just, I just loaded up Odyssey. It's streaming Odyssey. Huh. I just loaded, loaded it, and it's playing, so I don't know what you got going. Odyssey's That's actually working for me. Oh, wait a sec. It stopped. Why did it stop? Did I stop it? I don't know. I'm going to reload that page and see. Yeah, it's just not doing anything, unfortunately. It was playing, and then it stopped. Mine just hasn't started. Let me guess. My fault? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Fucking Murphy. What the hell are you doing to us, Murphy? We need this one to be playing. Although I do have a backup video going. But it would still well, be kind of cool. Well, that's good, it, it but would, still. It would still be kind of cool to have it going to Odyssey. Yeah. It's, Funny, because it says that's live right now. Check back later to watch the stream. Okay, so... It's like it's still loading or something. Chat is. Check back later to watch the stream. That's really bizarro. The Rogue's Tavern isn't live right now, but the chat is. Check back later to watch the stream. That's what it's telling me yeah, now. Yeah, that's what I see too. I see the same yeah. thing for some reason. Why would the why would the why would the chat be live but the stream wouldn't be live? Not sure. Maybe it's technical difficulties, so they're <clears throat> giving up the option to do live chat. Yeah, I have no idea. Well, fuck it. We'll just record it. I don't have the patience to f try and figure it out. Anyway, the thing we were supposed to figure out, though, is um, our New Year's uh, stream. Oh, yeah. New Year's stream. I'll be uh, doing it from the Oasis on New Year's Eve. I mean that'll mean two that'll mean two shows that week, Tuesday and Saturday. And uh, starting in the new year, um, we'll start at seven and go to. That sounds like a plan. Go till nine or nine or ten depends on whether we have enough material. Well, that's a really stupid question. We always have enough material. <laughs> okay, but I have a question. Mm -hmm. You said that uh, so New Year's Eve is a Friday. Oh, you're right. So, New Year's Eve is a Friday, so we'll do it on Friday. All right. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Maybe we could do another long New Year's thing. Go, out, go till after midnight. <laughs> I think we'll just do the stream straight to Odyssey and not even bother with YouTube. Agreed. Totally agreed. Because then we can just go full bore nut tarred from the get-go. 
Yeah, I mean, maybe we could start just doing it on Odyssey and do nothing more than just leave like a link on YouTube for this channel. Yeah, I could do that. All right, well, let's get off with off we go with the show and squirrel. There we go. We just don't have anything to get it started. There we go. To the gate, to the gate, to the planet gates. It is the time for rebirth. It is the winter solstice. Happy solstice to everyone. Today is December 21st, 2021. The winter solstice has passed you by. When you were blinking, it happened. Every Yule. Every, every Yule. But... It is the time of the rebirth of the sun, although it appears dead for the next three days. It doesn't move for until December 25th, and then we get light again. Everyone's like, oh, hooray, the day after solstice, the days are getting longer. No, no, they're no. not. No, <laughs> it stops for three days. People don't seem to understand this. Nobody talks about it. It stays still for three days, and then it starts to rise again. People don't talk about it because nobody studies the skies anymore. Nobody pays It's not attention. part of our culture anymore. No. That's because we don't need it, and they can't see the sky anymore, period, for the most part. You know, I think 80% of the population lives inside cities. That's disturbing. You know, and when you, when you think about it, and you do the numbers of how many people live inside and outside the cities, 80% appro- approximately, that's my guess. I don't know those numbers precise. But I, I think it's, I believe it's 80% of the population lives inside cities. And in the cities, you can't see the lights. And I live in a small city. Victoria is not a big city. But even here, I can barely see the stars. I can see more stars up in the, uh, up in the oasis, up in the Cowichan mm. Valley. And, and there, I don't see them all because of the light pollution there. You know, it's like, you, it's like there's so few places left on the planet where you can actually see all the stars. There's almost, there's almost no place left on our planet that is not polluted by the artificial light that we create. That just reminded me of when I was a kid in New Zealand. Yeah. We would lay in my friend's backyard and we'd stare up at all the stars. Mm-hmm. It was so pretty. But uh, it, in that part of New Zealand, it was, uh, it was down on the South Island, yeah. right at the tip of the South Island. Mm-hmm. So uh, that area didn't believe in, in uh, the street lights they didn't believe in major lights for the city like it, it was very dark there at night so oh yeah it's 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 interesting that it's all like that all right so let me go look this up here real quick where is that at there it is gotta look this up real quick i forgot to open my open my bible and have it all ready to go seems i do things every week i always seem to forget something well, if you didn't, then it wouldn't be the show. You gotta do it for tradition's sake. Wouldn't be my wouldn't be my normal my normal thing if I if I didn't miss something. It's like it's like every time I travel somewhere, I'm walking out and say, I've got everything. No, I feel like I'm forgetting something. I get three quarters of the way there, and then I suddenly remember what it was I forgot. And it's always some. It's not always something important. Half the time, it's something important. The other time, it isn't. It's really quite <laughs> irritating. All right. Part of ADHD. Yep. All right. Today's spiritual reading from the Bible, King James Version, early 70s edition, comes to you from the book of Daniel. And we are reading chapter 7, verse 1 to 26. 
because we're not going to read all 40 freaking verses in this one. Actually, this one here has more than 40 verses. No, no, it only has 28. So we're going to go to 28. What the hell? <clears throat> How long is each verse? They're a paragraph. Oh, okay. Every verse is a paragraph. Some are long paragraphs, some are short. But if you re ever read the Bible, it's always a paragraph. Each one's a paragraph. That's acceptable then. Yep. All right. Book of Daniel, chapter 7, verse 1 through 28. In the first year of Belshazzar, Belshazzar king of Babylon, Daniel had a dream and visions of his head upon his bed. Then he wrote the dream and told the sum of the matters. Daniel spake and said, I saw in my vision by night, and behold, the four winds of the heavens strove upon the great sea, and the four great beasts came up from the sea, diverse one from another. The first was like a lion and had eagle's wings. I beheld till the wings therefore were plucked, and it was lifted up from the earth and made stand upon the feet as a man and a man's heart was given to it. And behold, another beast, a second, like to a bear, and it raised up itself and on one side, and it had three ribs in the mouth of it, between the teeth of it. And they said thus unto it, Arise, devour much flesh." After this, I beheld, and lo, another, like a leopard, which had on the back of it four wings of a fowl. The beast had also four heads, and a dominion was given to it. After this, I saw in the night visions, and behold, a fourth beast, dreadful and terrible, and a strong exceedingly, and it had great iron teeth. It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with it, the feet of it. And it was diverse from all the beast, and it were before it, and it had ten horns. I considered the horns, and behold, there came up among them another little horn, before whom there were three of the first horns plucked up by the roots, and behold, in this horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth speaking of speaking great things. I beheld till the thrones were cast down, and the Ancient of Days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like the pure wool. His throne was like the fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him, thousands, and ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were opened." I beheld then because of the voice of the great words which the horns spake. I beheld even till the beast was slain and his body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As concerning the rest of the beast, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were pro prolonged for a season and a time. I saw in the night visions and behold, one like the son of man, came with the clouds of heaven and came to the ancient of days and they brought him near him and there was given him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all the people of nations and languages should serve him his dominion is an everlasting dom dominion which shall not pass away and his kingdom that which shall not be destroyed 
I, Daniel, was grieved in my spirit in the midst, in the midst of my body, and the visions of my head troubled me. I came near unto one of them that stood by and asked him the truth of all this. So he told me and made me know the interpretation of the things. These great beasts, which are four and are, are four kings, which, are, which shall rise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever and forever and ever and ever. And then I would know the truth of the fourth beast, which was diverse from all the others, exceedingly dreadful, whose teeth were of iron and his nails of brass, which devoured, break in pieces, and stamped the residual with his feet. And if the ten horns that were in his head, and of the other which came up, and before whom three fell, even of that horn, which had eyes and a mouth that spoke very great things, whose look was more stout than his fellows. <clears throat> I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints, and prevailed against them, until the Ancient of Days came, and the judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, the fourth beast shall be the fourth kingdom upon the earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms, and shall devour the whole earth, and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns out of the kingdom are the ten kings that shall arise, and another shall rise after them, and he shall be diverse from the first, and he shall subdue three kings." And he shall speak great words against the Most High, and shall wear out the saints of the Most High, and think to change times and laws, and they shall be given unto his hand, until a time and times and dividing of time. But the judgment shall sit, and they shall take away his dominion, and consume to destroy it unto the end. And the kingdom and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is in an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion shall serve and obey him. Hitherto is the end of the matter, and as for me, Daniel, my cognations much troubled me, and my continence changed in me, but I kept the matter in my heart. There you go. There's an interesting couple, a couple of things that uh, hit me was um, the way that everything is being explained really sounds like modern day war machines. Mm -hmm. well, um, there, there's one piece in there that I caught, which I hadn't seen before, hmm. and that talking about the falling of the fourth uh, of the fourth uh, uh, thing? Uh, thing, which is kind of reminiscence of we are in the fourth world right now, according to many other mythologies, and our fourth world mm -hmm. is coming to an end. Well, another thing that I caught was um, <coughs> when they were talking seven. about the ten kings and three being struck down, mm -hmm. that leaves seven. Mm -hmm. And, um, oh, bugger, uh, Nostradamus talks about the seven kings going to war. Hmm. And it's interesting that Nostradamus... Uh, talks about the seven kings going to war and about the, I think it was 12-headed dragon or something. Yep. He talks about 12-headed dragon. It sounds very similar. The way that he describes things sounds very similar to the Bible. 
Yeah. Well. Interesting. You gotta remember, my I, I'm rapidly coming to the understanding that the Bible is not so much the words of God, but as it, a warning, it's a it's a recording of histories. If you find the histories in there, it's also a warning of things to come, and it's a warning of the cycles of this planet. Yeah, and because they can never put that stuff in plain, simple, straightforward language. I want to say English, but they might not have spoken English back then. Well, they didn't because the Bible's translated from Hebrew and multiple other languages. So, but they couldn't put it in straightforward language because it's like when you tell somebody the truth or the true believers out there right now about the spiky thingy, you mm-hmm. tell them the truth, they don't believe you. No. It's like... It, but I've got proof. Well, yeah, the hell with your proof. It's like they, they won't believe you, so you have to put it in riddles, and you have to make people find the answer themselves before they believe it because nobody believes the truth when it's handed to them on a silver platter. Yeah, but that's the biggest problem with today is that even when you uh, do the riddle thing, even when you try and get people thinking, people would rather not think. Yeah. It's weird because people would rather deceive themselves and allow themselves to be deceived, then actually search out the truth yep. and deal with the cold, hard facts. It's, it's an interesting conundrum that our species has. We want to know. We're curious beings, but at the same time, as soon as we start finding the answers to the questions we have, nine times out of ten, we tuck tail and run. Well, that's because the, we don't like the answers we're finding. Mm-hmm. You know, if the answers don't if the answers don't correspond with our preconceived notions, we don't want those answers. We want answers that work for our preconceived notions. Hence, our species yeah. is quite the conundrum. Yes, our, our species is a is a is a shit show, for lack of a better term. <laughs> that's what that's what we get for destroying the Neanderthals and all the others, man. The yeah. You know, uh, we are the Homo sapiens. The Homo sapiens wiped out the other species of humans on the planet, and we became the we became the sole species of uh, of human on this planet. And uh, you know, we we've just I don't know how we managed that trick. All right. Hey, um, just a quick thing. Uh-huh. I think I might know what happened to our stream there. Hmm. I think the stream clicked off when you went to go live, and that's what happened. Hmm. <coughs> Because well, um, I refreshed the page and I can't even find the stream on Odyssey. <coughs> yeah, well. When it comes time for the Odyssey half, I'm going to bug you to go to Odyssey because I really don't want to try to uh, curb my tongue. Well, I, I, I've had a couple well, drinks. What I'll do is I'll just turn off the YouTubes and stuff and <laughs> I will just continue. I've got the backup recording device. I'll just upload that video to, the, to Odyssey. Okay, that <laughs> works. I, I accept this. You know, because for some reason, Odyssey's done this two weeks in a row for some strange reason. I, I, I thoroughly believe it's uh, Streamlabs is going, oh, he's streaming Odyssey. We can't let that happen. How it dare might be. How dare they stream the Odyssey? Might be. Hmm. I don't know, man. It's, I, I, it's like get for paying for a service that seemed to be well-recommended and used by many people, and it just doesn't want to work for me. Yeah, well, that's the breaks. That's the breaks. All right, we do have a couple of special videos today. Let's start with this one. This one is from Kid 3. Since your kid won, your older brother's kid too. So, Kid 3. 
<laughs> oh, thank God. Wait, you're glad I'm robbing you? No, I'm just glad you're wearing a mask. Unlike some people in line. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm a thief, not a freaking serial killer. Right? Anyways, what do you need? Tens, twenties, hundreds? Or do you want me to break it up for you? Oh, wow, you're very considerate. Thanks. You hear that? I'm being considerate. I'm like you selfish people. Look, can you guys just hurry up? I got somewhere hey, I gotta how about you shut the hell up? Yeah, shut the hell up. All that talking is putting <laughs> us at risk. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. All right, and we have one more from Kid 3. All the kids are getting into the show now. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they can throw in the twisted stuff and be like, hee hee, I did that. <laughs> one test remain. Christmas hinged on this. Not yet there, Gary. Oh, yeah. Santa now knew he could be in a real pickle. <coughs> he reared back and gave Rudolph a big Oh, name. it's a song and no video. <laughs> I can barely hear it anyway. Yeah, so can I for some reason. It's the Santa went to CVS for his for his COVID test. Okay, it's a very piss poor video. <clears throat> Sorry about it that. It unfortunately is. <laughs> the guys don't know anything about audio, man. Their audio is so low, it's pathetic. So is Kid Three mine or yours? Kid Three is mine. Okay. Yours, yours are grandkids. Ah, uh, I see, I see. You, uh, I, yours are grandkids to me because they are grandkids. But kid, kid, yeah. kid, 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 kid one is you. Kid two is your older brother. Kid three is your younger brother. All right, that makes sense. There, you know, three different kids, three different age groups. <laughs> All right, well, that worked. Today's fun random fact: pineapple works as a natural meat tenderizer. The fruit cool. is packed with enzyme bromelain, which breaks down protein chains, ma making an ideal meat, uh, ideal marinade for meats when you don't have a lot of time. So add that is cool. Add pro add add uh, pineapple to your meat uh, um, uh, marinades, which I'm going to actually try. I'm going to try it on some tougher steaks and see how it works. I'm going to give it a shot because I also learned something else interesting about protein. If you if you happen to have floaters in your eyes, do you know what they are? Eye boogers? No, well, no, not those. It's when you're looking, and it happens. I, I haven't had it in a long time, but every once in a while, all of a sudden, you just see something float across your eye, your vision, mm -hmm. and it's it's bits of protein that get in the viscous fluid of your eye, and it takes a while for them to naturally break down. If you add pro, if you add uh, pineapple to your diet, it actually causes those to break down faster and helps clear up your vision faster. <clears throat> hmm. So. The only it, the only things I see float in front of my eyes are fruit flies and dust motes. Mm. Oh, um, can I add a random fact? Absolutely, anytime you want. Okay, so my random fact for tonight is that uh, Yule, or Christmas, wasn't actually part of the Celtic tradition until the Vikings invaded. So we got the, I Vikings, didn't know that. We got the Vikings to blame for this shit? Yep, we do, because... Oh, silly uh, bastards. Yeah, um, I have this really awesome cookbook. It actually gives me a whole history of, of uh, Celtic traditions and stuff, as well as a bunch of recipes. Mm. And it says that um, Yule was not actually originally part of the thing. Like, like I always uh, practice, Samhain is their New Year's, and then their next thing wasn't until February for Imbolc. But Yule was put in when the Norsemen who were invading introduced it. Yeah. 
And a lot of the holiday traditions are even older and come from the Roman feast of Saturnalia, mm. where the solar god went into the underworld. Cool. I just wanted to share that. Interesting stuff, man. Interesting <laughs> stuff. Okay. okay, what accent was that supposed to be? It wasn't an accent. That was just me. Interesting stuff. There's <laughs> nothing to the accent. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go wander on and let's talk about our usual nice, easy stuff here at the beginning. Gardening, urban planning, and all that other cool stuff that for you need to be prepared. It is winter solstice. It is the time of the rebirth. You really need to be preparing, folks. Yeah. We, we, we don't have a heck of a lot of time. And if you aren't preparing, you need to be preparing. If you don't have a garden, you need to be planning out what you're going to plant in the springtime. If you can build a greenhouse this winter, do it. I'm building myself a chicken coop this winter. so I can One of the things that you can do if you are in an apartment <clears throat> is instead of trying to plan out where to plant everything, um, what you can do is you can start your seeds in February, but uh, start working on um, gathering your seeds. Because mm -hmm. when you're in an apartment building, especially if you're new to the apartment building, you have to watch to see where the sun falls in order to put your seeds there. So my recommendation is that you start getting the planters inside and start growing your seeds about February. Mm -hmm. And then go from there. But get your seeds right now. Oh, yeah. Well, you definitely want seeds. Uh, I, I'm willing to bet there's going to be a shortage of seeds this year. Probably starting in February because February is spring. That's when people start when thinking people about start seeds. Thinking if you about start it, right yes. now, you're good. Yeah, if you, if you order them now, you'll be good because they're still in stock at the moment. But yeah, when everyone starts thinking about gardening in February, they will be massively ordering them. Or, ordering them. I mean, the first year of the uh, Rona thing, there was actually a shortage of seeds everywhere. Second there year, was last year too. There was a shortage last year too. So there's probably going to be another shortage this year. And in the coming years, there's going to be even bigger shortages because they won't be able to grow as many plants. Another thing, too, is uh, dirt. Yep. Start stocking up on your dirt because mm -hmm. uh, for people who are new to gardening, you may not know this, but you have to refresh the dirt. So start stocking up on the dirt. Yeah, you got to rework the dirt a bit. Absolutely. And for those in apartment buildings, which most of us are, uh, you have to buy the dirt. You can pour the dirt out into a large container and mix it about and give it some better nutrients, but you still got to get the dirt from somewhere. Yep. And you can't just go down the track and steal the dirt from the path. It's not going to work. That's not good enough dirt. Exactly. You, need, so, so, you, you could, need soil. There's a difference between soil and dirt. True. It, it, to me, it's still, it's all dirt, but I'm, I'm bad that way. I mean, I call my, my storage closet the there. I even put a name tag on it. So yes, I saw I'm that. terrible with names. <laughs> All right. Let's see. You brought some things here. We got Yule Log Cake. <coughs> what do we got for Yule Log Cake? I'm really excited about this. I'm going to be making this and bringing it to Christmas dinner. Okay. It sounds so good. I haven't made it yet. I plan on doing a bunch of cooking and baking tomorrow. <coughs> but it is essentially, essentially a chocolate sponge cake filled with cream. You, you can't go wrong. No, okay. Well, I suppose. It's tasty. I'm sure of it. I'm positive. Yes. I'm going to test it out first we'll, to make sure, we'll, though. We'll take <laughs> your word for it. Actually, some of them aren't bad. Some of them are horrible. Some of them are okay. It all depends on how they're made. I am an amazing cook and baker, so oh. I'm sure it'll taste fantastic. Yeah, no modesty there. 
Not at all. Good, Why would good, I have good modesty? Thing you, good thing you learned from the uh, expert chef. <laughs> Who, my mom? Yeah. Your mother's <laughs> the only one I know that can actually burn water. Yes. And for those of you out there who are actually wondering how you burn water, you put the water on and then you forget it's there and the pan burns. That's exactly how you burn water. <laughs> <laughs> Is you, you boil it till it's empty and the pan, the pan nearly catches fire. Yes. Yes. Although, to be fair, that seems to be most people these days is their version of cooking is ordering out because otherwise they burn the water. That's right. Yes. Or, or the people, <laughs> as, I, as I made mention in one of my videos that's uh, up and coming on the tavern, is that people think they know how to cook when they order one of those boxes in a meal. Or those, oh my me gosh. those meals in the boxes, I can't remember what they are, but they come with all the ingredients and a list of instruction and a precise measurements of spices, and they basically assemble it and cook it and say, look what I cooked. And it's like, no, yeah. you didn't cook. You followed instructions. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it reminds me of a cartoon I drew when I was a kid where I drew an alien that was uh, in pieces in a box, yeah. and the alien said, we come in pieces, yes, like a, like a puzzle. Uh-huh. All right, I seem to have skipped over thing again. All right, go ahead. Okay, I found these things here. You were talking about the language of flowers. Off we go into the language of flowers. <laughs> the language of flowers is actually a very interesting thing. Uh, you <clears throat> forgot to share your screen with me. Oh, well. Um, so I've always had a mild interest in this because you have the ability to have complete conversations and send completely... Uh, silent messages to people because you know grabbing a bouquet of flowers is quite a regular thing these days well what if you actually knew the meaning of each and every one of those flowers it's really quite fantastic things like white lily my love is pure iris i send a message canterbury bell your letter received now if you only had to send one flower to someone or leave a flower and they knew what you meant it's truly quite amazing and there's a lot more than just my heart aches for you or be gentle with me. Like those are, those are mushy gushy ones that they put up here because, you know, that's what people go for. But there's about 12 pages of the language of flowers that you can print out here. And it's really quite interesting. Yeah. And once upon a time, people used to use this stuff for communication. That was before social media and fucking uh, emoticons. Yeah. When people actually I, used to communicate. <clears throat> I think this is a fantastic thing to look into and learn the meaning of because, you know, it's just kind of cool. Yeah, well, it is. It is kind of cool. It's interesting. Something <laughs> to definitely have a look at. All right, here we go. A year of living. I need more wine. <laughs> a year of living locally. 15 ways to connect with nature. There you go. So I figured I would bring this to the show just to help people get an idea of what to do. Because one of the things I've heard a few times from people who are used to working all hours is they don't really know what to do with all their free time. Well, this is talking about living locally, but I took from it ideas on what you can do with that excess time rather than scrubbing your bathroom with a toothbrush, which I have heard of people doing recently, which is weird. But, they're, they're you know, bored. teach their own. That's an, awful amount, that's an awful amount of fucking boredom. Yeah. So uh, things like 
bird watching, learn what kind of birds are there. I know that sounds kind of lame, but if you actually learn what kind of birds are there, that can help you out a lot in the future. Wild plant and animal identification and learning the geology. See if you can see if you still have the ability to memorize a map of an area without your Google map. Do people know how to read <laughs> maps anymore? Not very many people I've met in the last few years. They're like, a map? God, I haven't seen one of those since 1990s. I know, right? <laughs> I've, so, I've still got all my, uh, all my topographical maps. Yes, I'm kind of jealous of some of your maps, man. And they're hard, they're hard to buy now. They're super expensive now, too. It's really mm -hmm. ludicrous, man. They used to be like, you know, 10 bucks a copy. You go down to the Queen's printer and you choose the areas you wanted topographical maps. I basically got the entire South Island in topographical maps. Well, <clears throat> this really is just ideas on what to do. If you find yourself cleaning your bathroom with a toothbrush, because mm -hmm. you don't know what to do. Footprints in the snow. I, I study the footprints around my backyard all the time. Seems I have a lot of cats visiting my backyard. <laughs> One of the fun things that you can do is learn the trails. Like, I don't know if it has it on here, but learn which trails are caused by which animals. Yeah, tracks, not trails, tracks. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm saying trails because depending on the animal, depends on the trail. Eventually, oh. all the animals take the same trail, but initial trails, if you can learn to identify initial trails, like freshly made trails from oh, animals, yeah. it's really interesting where they'll lead you. Yes, yeah, so you can find uh, trails, y'all, and that, that'll, that'll, that'll make it easy for you if you ever need to set up snares so you know where the rabbits yes. hide. Definitely. Rabbits, squirrels, raccoons. <laughs> All the critters yeah. that you want to you turn into stew. So this is just one of those random things I brought. All right, let's see what you've got for awesome Christmas dinner recipes. <clears throat> We're having turkey actually, for Christmas and ham for nice. years. I actually brought this not because of the first few recipes, because the first few ones on this list, uh, they're pretty modern Prime Typical, rib roast normal. with potatoes. Yeah, I'd rather have a turkey. <laughs> but as you go further down, the roast recipes goose. get more unique. Mmm, goose would be good. I've never had goose. I've heard it's very fatty. It is. Extremely fatty. Dry brined roast turkey. Mm, okay. mm -hmm. Roast pork tenderloin. Yeah, I had pork so many times during the year, I don't want that. Christmas dinner is a special dinner. How do you pronounce that? Tortillere. Ah, that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Tortillere. A French Tortillere. A, Fr a French Canadian Christmas meat pie. There's my attempt at a <laughs> French accent, which sucks poorly, but what the hell. Lasagna with two sauces. Boy, those guys are lazy, man. You want lasagna with seven cheeses, the hell with two sauces. But I did learn a <laughs> trick on lasagna that I didn't know before. Oh, yeah? I haven't tried it yet. I was talking to somebody about making lasagna, and I learned this really cool trick. You take your spinach, your uh, ricotta cheese and your cottage cheese, your spinach, ricotta, and uh, cottage cheese, and you mix it all together, and then you add two eggs into the blend, and then you spread that as its middle layer. Oh, neat. And that gives it a much better blend. And I'm thinking, why didn't I ever think about that? Because I was always layering all three down at once. It's like, it'd be much better if they're blended together. 
So I'm going to try yeah. that. The next time I make my seven cheese lasagna, I'm going to do that. I'm going to try that with the spinach. Because I always make it with spinach because I like spinach in my lasagna. I like spinach in everything, man. Yeah, so... So what happens when you talk to people and start start talking about cooking, man? You get tips like, wow, I never thought about doing it that way. Hey, I have a question. Have you been able to find any um, cranberries, like fresh cranberries? Mm, I haven't looked. I've got some frozen ones from uh, Thanksgiving when I uh, when I put a bunch. The thing is, we get them at Thanksgiving. We don't often get them at, uh, at Christmas. And the biggest thing you got to do is you got to buy up several bags of them at Thanksgiving and then stuff them into the uh, freezer for Christmas. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I had bad luck with cranberries this year, but yeah. I've been looking to see if I can find cranberries right yeah. now. I haven't been able to find any. Yeah, I even had, the dried ones are pretty low. Yeah, well, I bought so many at Thanksgiving this year, I couldn't stick them in the freezer, and so I ended up dehydrating them. So I've got uh, two or three quart-sized jars of dehydrated cranberries. Nice. Yeah, I wish I, ha I could find some cranberries because yeah. I was hoping to make cranberry chutney. Mm. Yorkshire pudding. I can never make that shit. I've tried. It <laughs> just doesn't work for me. My mom makes it very well, though. Roasted Brussels sprouts with bacon. I've heard about this one. I've got to try this one. I think No Agenda Show was talking about it the other day. It's like you know, fry your fry your uh, um, Brussels sprouts in bacon grease until they brown up, and then you wrap them in aluminum foil and toss them in the oven for half an hour. Hmm. I got to try that, I, especially since I'm harvesting fresh Brussels sprouts for Christmas dinner this year. Oh, nice! I have tried that recipe, and it just said to bake them, and they turned out pretty fantastic. A little, mm. a little gooey. Like, uh, you want to fry them first, really soft, but the key, I did not know that the key, according, the recipe did not tell the, me that the key, according to, uh, John C. Dvorak, it was that you fried them in bacon grease with bacon bits first, and then you tossed them into the aluminum foil and stuck them in the oven. And that is the secret that yeah. is only passed on by cooks. Yep. That the thing is, see, when I, it's like, I've always cooked, but about, mm, about 14, 15 years ago, I got serious about my cooking. And I started watching all kinds of cooking shows. And if you watch them, you can see the secrets, but they never, ever, ever mention the secrets. No, yeah, they don't. You have to watch them closely what they're doing to catch the secrets. But they'll tell you how to do this and how to do that. And they give you precise measurements. But if you watch them, not a fucking one of them measures anything. No. You know, and the other thing is, it's like one of the biggest secrets I learned from watching too many hours of cooking shows <laughs> is that the biggest secret is is they get rid of all of the moisture from the food and they add back flavored moisture. Mm -hmm. You know, they boil out all the water and they add back wines and other things that flavor the food. So the food is still moist, but it's gotten rid of the water. So now it's left as the flavor. And another big secret that they use for professional chefs is butter. Lots of fucking oh, butter. Yeah. Lots and lots of butter. Butter is your friend when cooking and baking. Oh, yeah. Butter butter makes everything taste good. So this is a carrot casserole bake. Mm. I'm not sure what to think about it, but uh, it's. I guess it's worth trying. Uh, five ingredients. What the? Well, come on. Oh, you're going to make me flip over to the recipe. All right. Of course. Well, screw you, hippies. Let's see what they've got <laughs> in the hippies. Five ingredients. Carrots, eggs, 
breadcrumbs, onion, milk. And that sounds actually kind of good, and that looks very healthy. Yeah. I really like this this site. Uh, it's still almanac.com, almanac yeah. but they have some really fantastic recipes. Oh, there's recipes. so much stuff at the at the Old Farmer's Almanac website. You you if if you're into it doesn't really matter what you're into, you can spend hours down there rabbit holes. Oh yeah. Roasted garlic mashed potatoes. Well, I make those all the time. Mhm. I don't make it as roasted garlic, but my mashed potatoes are good. I put I I boil fresh veggies with my mashed potatoes and mash them up so my veggies have have my potatoes have veggies in them. Scalloped potatoes. I've never been successful at making them from scratch. I've got to try. I have. I've got to try sometime, though. I love scalloped potatoes when they're done right. The trick is, is to cook it on a lower heat for the first while. Uh, for the first, like, a half of the baking time, you mm. cook it, like, 20 degrees lower, and then you turn the heat up. Mm. Okay. That's the trick. Winter squash casserole. Mm-hmm. That looks like sweet potato pie almost. Pretty much. That one I found very interesting. Yeah. Kind of looks like sweet potato pie. Cool. Some nice recipes. There are some great recipes for folks. Mm-hmm. Da Vinci's Nuts. Yep. Oh, dear God. <laughs> it's a holiday spiced nuts recipe. Uh-huh. And when I first read it, I, I started know, thinking about circles, whether or uh, not you're able you're, to take um, peeve about the, nu- the fisting oh. method of eating snacks on an airplane. I see this on the airplane, and it's very annoying. <laughs> and I think it will result in, in fights breaking out because it's just so annoying to watch. Guy takes his bag of peanuts and he throws a pile of them into his palm of his hand, and then he makes a fist around the nuts. Around the nuts. And then he shakes his fist to try to bring a nut to the little hole. Stop. And then he throws a nut in his mouth from his fist. Then he does it again. He shakes and throws and shakes and throws. It is annoying as hell to watch. Job. That just sounds so bad. <laughs> I love that one. And this was just not a perfect opportunity. <laughs> it was. I have to give you that. So, um, being the city girl that I am, I ended up looking around to see if I could find the answer to this funny question. Hmm. Can you use the nuts from, like, you know those uh, bags of Christmas nuts that you get that are all mixed nuts that you crack open to yes. eat? uh-huh. I, did, I, I didn't know whether or not you could use those for these recipes. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you could. Yes, I'm sure you could, too. I'm sure you could, absolutely. But because it comes in a package, my immediate thought was, well, did they already do something to the nuts? Did they already bake them or what have you to make sure that they could be stored for a long time? They're but, just roasted nuts. Yeah. They're not even roasted. They're, they're just... Oh, if, they're they're, al- if there's almonds in there, the almonds are roasted. Yeah. The pecans might not be. It might not be the... Uh, Oh, God, I can't get the name in my head without reverting back to the 1970s. Um, Brazil nuts. Oh, okay. The Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts. Brazil nuts. There's usually pecans, Brazil nuts, almonds, um, hazelnuts. Uh, Walnuts. Walnuts. And the only ones I really like are the almonds and pecans, although I can't eat very many pecans without getting sick because of what I did when I was, I guess I would have been eight years old. Did you eat a whole tree worth? Damn near. Me and my buddy, where I was in <laughs> Texas, 
uh, coming home from school, we always walked by the courthouse to get home from school. And this courthouse, the courthouse had an, a pecan tree as big as some of our ancient oaks here on the island. Oh, wow. And it put out so much pecans, they were just all over the ground. And we would just mm-hmm. pop down there after school and we would sit there and crack <laughs> pecans open and just eat them. And we ate too many one time and made ourselves sick, so... That's like me with kiwis. Yeah, and so yeah, it was just like it was like I, I I still like them, but I can't eat very many now because it always brings back that memory of eating them when I'm sick. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that's a nice one. Yeah, make, it's a very simple recipe. Makes some um, spice nuts. Definitely worth trying out, I think. And mm. I do have garam masala. I which don't is have such any a useful masala. recipe. I'm trying to, that's on my list to buy is garam masala. It is a very useful spice. I haven't been able to find it anywhere except for the smaller Indian corner stores. Oh, I can make it myself. I've got cardamom, cinnamon, and cumin, and black pepper. I can make it myself, and coriander. Yeah, but, you know, it's nice to have it pre-mixed, I have to say. (laughs) All right, well, let's go dig into a few things. It's time, folks, to worry about our food prices. Food prices are going up, and shoppers start changing their patterns. People are changing their patterns? Yep. What patterns? Like, uh, for instance, we go shopping once a month. Are people, like, changing their pattern that way or changing what they buy? You're an unusual person that shops once a month. Most people shop every three days and buy themselves three or four days worth of food. Oh, God, that sounds exhausting. Well, you got to remember, many, many people do that because they don't shop every couple of weeks or once a month and stock themselves up. They buy like, oh, I need something for the next three days of food, and they go buy it. I know somebody like that. I know a couple of people like that still. But more and more people are starting to change that pattern. Yeah, we go shopping like once a week for things, once every two weeks for things like milk and eggs. But otherwise, we just do the once a month shop. Yeah, but the other other thing they're not talking about is, they're talking about here though, is not everybody shop the sales stuff or look for the sales. Really? Now, more and more people are always looking for sales. The other thing is, is, the sales aren't the same as they were. That I've noticed. Stuff that's on sale now is on sale for what it cost last year. Exactly. You know, it's it's kind of incre- and, and weird. And well, that also depends on where you go shopping, though. Yeah. Like uh, the farm that we buy our meat from, their meat prices haven't gone up that much, and when they go on sale, they're still on sale. Yeah, but that's the that, but they get their meat direct from the farm. Yeah. They're not going through the processes of all of the other people that charge it. It's like I've noticed that with even the local place where I bought my meat is their meat prices are still the same. But a lot of the other products we need to go with the meat because you can't live on meat alone. No, you cannot. You know, you could try, but you would eventually starve for lack of other nutrients. The only point I'm making there is it really depends on where you go shopping. If you Mm -hmm. want to avoid the massive inflation, look for more localized, self-sufficient places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so more and more people are changing things Mm -hmm. uh, from what they did in the previous times. 
here you go. Here's a breakdown on 2020 using weekly flyers more often than they did last year. More people are using weekly flyers. More people are using coupons than they did. Not that we have a BC, lot of coupons. BC has the highest rate of coupons now. We don't really <laughs> have coupons. I don't see coupons very often. No, but it's entertaining that we still manage to have the highest rate of coupons. Well, yeah. <laughs> buying food, buying discounted food with best before expiry dates within a few days of purchases. I used to do this all the time. You gotta, I do do it all the time. It's useful. Well, I still do it, but it's, it's useful. It saves you stuff. It's like I, I, I haven't seen it in the store in a while, but I haven't been going to the store. Like I used to go weekly shopping just because I wanted, I wanted to get different things each week. But I noticed sometimes, you know, I managed to get lucky and I hit the meat section and there's a whole pile of meat that is 30% discount because it's hitting its expiry date. Mm-hmm. And But I'd buy up a bunch of it because I take it home and throw it in the freezer. The expiry date no longer matters. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, but a lot of people don't do that. So it's just one of those things. It's bizarre as hell. But we've mm-hmm. got a lot of, we got some changes going on in the food processing. More and more people are becoming aware of the fact that our food prices are freaking shooting through the roof. Oh, we're not the highest. Alberta's the highest. My bad. No, no. All right. For coupons. Well, Alberta's, Alberta's a little more uh, intelligent. <laughs> You got you got rural folks there. Rural folks are always out for a deal, man. Yeah. More rural folks in Alberta. And buying discounted food products, uh, New Brunswick is the highest. And then using weekly flyers, you have to scroll down to see who it is that's got the highest rate. Uh, Saskatchewan. Yep. All three places are mainly rural. Yep. For, yeah. <laughs> they are. All right. Now... For Canadians, and this probably goes for you Americans too, but more so for us Canadians, we are facing some massive food shortages in the new year. Yes, we are. Stock up now. Cross-border truckers must be vaccinated starting January 15th. Which means we're going to lose a lot of truckers. A lot of truckers have already said, I'm not crossing the border anymore. Mm-hmm. One third, approximately, of all truck drivers has said, screw them. They want me to be vaccinated? Go screw themselves. Let's see how long they survive without truck drivers. Yeah. Well, the simple fact is, is not very fucking long because everything you buy, touch, look at, wear, it doesn't matter. Anything you pay money for, Eventually, a, a, a truck driver brought it to you at one point in its delivery process. Yep. And all the food, not all the food, a vast majority of the food in Canada comes from either Mexico or the United States. Especially in the wintertime. All the fresh produce comes from Mexico or the United States. Because, well, while we have greenhouses here, we don't have enough greenhouses to supply our entire 30 million population. No, and unfortunately, our society has gotten used to having fresh spinach and lettuce and tomatoes all throughout the year. Mm-hmm. We even are used to getting fresh fruit throughout the whole year, which yep. was unheard of in our grandparents' day. Yeah, we go back, go back uh, 70 years, and it was virtually unheard of to have fresh fruit at this time of year. 
The only ones that had fresh fruit at this time of year were those that had built a greenhouse and learned how to heat it naturally to grow that fruit. And at best, they might have strawberries or um, what else would grow this time of year up here? Strawberries will produce this time of year. That's really it. Lettuce, spinach, tomato. Well, that's, no, that's not tomatoes. Um, tomato, tomatoes can be grown here in the in the winter if you can if you can get your greenhouse to stay up to eighty degrees. Yeah, you can grow tomatoes. I'm going to prove it next year. <laughs> I, I've gotten my greenhouse very very warm so far this year. I've got lettuce, spinach, uh, bok choy grown in the greenhouse. I've got several other veggies that have just sprouted up in the greenhouse: turnips and radishes growing in the greenhouse. My lettuce is almost oh. pluckable in the greenhouse. I'll be well, able to start harvesting my lettuce next week. Here's a couple of things that we can't grow up here. Hmm. Uh, oranges and bananas. We can't even grow those up here in the summertime. Exactly. Uh, unless, and unless, of course, there's a guy who does it. Um, he's, he's not quite as far north as us, but he's on the northern edges of the U.S. American border or Canadian border. Mm -hmm. He built a greenhouse that is sunk down, and he tapped into the geothermals of his of his property. Ah! And he's got his greenhouse warm up where he grows citrus year round. Okay, that makes sense. I was actually thinking if you could buy a piece of property that hmm. uh, was close to a mountain, like uh, old volcano, you could dig deep enough to build a fantastic greenhouse. You don't even have to do that. <coughs> That's what came to my mind. <coughs> Once you go four feet down into the ground, and it doesn't matter mm -hmm. where you are, the Earth's temperature stabilizes. Four feet down, the temperature stabilizes. Okay? Which is, which is why I've always wondered, why don't we build hobbit houses? Wouldn't it make so much more sense? It would. It would make so much more sense to use that natural insulating properties and that natural thermal temperatures of the Earth mm -hmm. to do that. But he, he did that. He built this big grass big glass greenhouse sunk it down plus he also sunk tubes down into the ground to pull the geothermal heat up from the ground because that geothermal heat is everywhere you just got to get something down there to transfer that heat up that and, is brilliant and once you get the plants growing the plants will produce some heat too so between everything once you get it all working in synchronicity you can get a greenhouse to produce citrus and other tropical plants year-round, even with the lower sunshine, sun, sunshine amount here in the north. Yeah, I've seen this guy on YouTube a couple of times, man. It's like an amazing greenhouse. But he does have like, you know, 20 acres of land, and the greenhouse is like, you know, a quarter acre big. <laughs> yeah, that would be what you need in and order he, to make it work. He spent a fair chunk of change, you know, getting it up and going, so... Yeah. So it can be done. You just got to, you got to put some thought into it. And you got to put time and money into it. Mm -hmm. All right. Simple wild medicine. Simple herbs solved for healing dry skin and scapes. scrapes. Yeah, this is a really simple one. It's only got three ingredients and it only takes 30 minutes to make. You can use just about anything that heals. The most common mix is come free and plantain leaves with oil. Yeah, I've got to get some plantain growing. I know I have plantain growing at the Oasis, but I, just, I have a tough time identifying it. So I've got to isolate it and then, then grow it purposefully. 
comfrey. I've got shitloads of comfrey. <laughs> well, what this offers you is the basic recipe. So like how much of one herb, how much of the other herb, and how much oil. And you don't have to do anything except mix them up and let oh. them sit. Well, see, I've got everything here but plantain. You know, I've got mm -hmm. lemon balm growing, I've got yarrow growing, I've got burdock growing, and I've got comfrey growing. Do you have all heal or self-heal, as they call it oh, on here? Oh, self-heal. I missed that one. Self-heal. It's uh, otherwise known as all heal. It's a very common plant. It yes, looks like well, a weed. What's its, what's its actual name? Uh, well, I don't know. I've never heard of it. Okay, I'll have to research that one. It's kind of like me and lamb's ear and old man's beard. I know the names. I learned them. I just yeah. don't know the names that they're actually called. All right. We've got a few more tips here for you, and then we're going to wander in to our other grand fun stuff. All right. Ten ways to use wood ash in and around your house instead of throwing it away. Well, anyone who throws it away is stupid. I agree. If you got wood ash from your fireplace, your wood-burning stove or whatever... At the very minimum, you should be tossing it on your compost pile. <clears throat> mm -hmm. But you can use it to fend off your, an ant invasion. That's cool. You can use it for melting ice. Just be careful oh. when you do that because it sticks to your boots and you can track it all over your house. I was just going to say, I have tried using it to melt ice. When I lived in Alberta, I had a fireplace and we tried using, um, we tried using it to melt uh, snow and ice. <laughs> doesn't work as well as you would think it would. If you mix it with salt, then it works pretty well. Yeah. It like uh, causes the salt to work 10 times better. Mm -hmm. But if you just use it alone, it just makes everything black. Yeah, and then of course they go making compost. Managing oil spills, it does make an oil, it does make a great oil picker upper stuff. It really does. Insect repellent, seems that wood ash kills Neat. insects. Increasing cool. soil pH. Cleaning glass. Really? Yeah. Cool. Because it's, uh, it's got a slight abrasiveness, which helps clean the glass. Wound cleaning. It's uh, antiseptic mm -hmm. and can help disinfect wounds. You can use it to store your seeds in. Really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Helps prevent fungus and insects from arriving. And use it in making cheese. Huh. Now, I'm not... I'm not I'm interested in making cheese, but I don't have the equipment or the time yet to make cheese. I have a bunch of really simple Celtic recipes on how to make cheese. Mm, well, that's good. You should try it sometime. There's one that they left out, though, in this list. Hmm. The most important one. Because eventually, well, not eventually, we may have to make our own soap one day. So to make soap, you got to make lye. Also using it for toothpaste. You can use it for toothpaste too. But you got to make lye. And you make your lye from wood ash. Not a very hard process. You just got to make yourself basically a filtration system. This is a pretty straight, straightforward sort of thing to make your lye. And you got to build out a thing that is made from gravel, um, quartz, sand... Um, rocks and then you put the ash on top you fill it with water let it sit for a few days and then drain it out and you have water soaked lye now you could cool. dehydrate that water down to have crystallized lye if you want 
but you have your lie for making soap. That is cool. And one day you may have to know how to do this. So you might want to look this one up and sort of memorize it. What you want to do or print it out and have it set to the side. Any of these things that you find, make sure you print this stuff and store it somewhere. Like I have this great big pile of articles of things along with all these books. I have a lot of old survival books that my dad used to collect. Not to mention books on gunsmithing and other stuff. That's awesome. So survival books is basically what boiled down to. You might need this information one day. And if it's not already in your head and it's in a book, at least you can sit down and read it and figure out how to do it with directions. Hmm. Thinking about the future and all the possibilities of the future must run in our family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it must. All right. Let's go one more here. What is Yule? This is a nice yeah. interesting article, I suppose. The history of Yule. So uh, I'm not sure why these three things ended up under this particular topic label. Mm. (laughs) Sorry. I think I put it in the wrong one. But the story behind Yule and the Yule Log. I thought this was really interesting. (coughs) It's uh, it's an article explaining where our various uh, Christmas traditions came from. Mm -hmm. Like, why do we use mistletoe to kiss under? And why do we always want to have a fire on Christmas? To the point where since the 90s, we have had a recording of one man burning a fire and people would play it on their TV when they didn't have their own fireplace. Yep. Which I still use because I don't have a fireplace. Well, it's because humans are fascinated by fire. It's, it's in well, our DNA, man. Fire is what brought us out of the dark ages in the caves. True. Fire is what drives our whole world today. Well, the burning of the Yule log has been around since long before medieval times, right? And it's supposed to symbolize a guiding beacon for the Christ child and for, uh, for your life to head towards the light. It's supposed to be something very positive. Hmm. That's cool. That is the uh, recipe we looked at earlier, one that I'm going to be making for Christmas. Cool. All right, the final one I've got for you here. I could have written this one myself, but I decided to just go ahead and use this one. Three tips for extra early lettuce this spring. One, start it in a greenhouse in early November, which is when I started mine, so I can harvest my lettuce now. So I'll be able to harvest my lettuce by January. But for those that don't have a greenhouse that's being kept warm, you can start your, er, your seedlings early. Lettuce actually transplants fairly, fairly well. So you can start your seeds early in your, inside your house, on your, on your uh, window ed- ledges, or if you've got grow lights, start it on those. Start them in January. And so by the time it warms up outside, the lettuce is big enough for you to plant. So far, it's taken just over a month and a, two weeks for the lettuce to get big enough to where it's almost harvestable, but at the point where you transplant it. Just a heads up for the animal owners out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Puppies, kittens, dogs, and cats, they love freshly growing plants a lot. Especially lettuce, because lettuce is so tasty. Especially homegrown homegrown lettuce is so tasty. (laughs) Exactly. It's, It's sweet, it's tasty, and... I have a kitten who loves eating everything. 
Mm. But he seems to especially love green things. Mm -hmm. So be aware. uh, Whatever you start inside, if you have a lovely little furry buddy, you will want to make sure that the furry buddy can't get it. So think about that as well. (laughs) Well, if it's a cat, I guess you got to grow it from a hanging thing in the roof. Yeah, there's all kinds of hanging things you can use uh, for that. Yeah. The other thing you can do is build a cold frame or a hoop house and mm-hmm. uh, start your seeds there. If you put the cold frames out soon enough, I'm going to get my cold frames done this year and get them on top of my bed so I can uh, get my soil warmed up in my garden beds early this year. Um, you can also just use old windows and lay them across your garden beds. I've done that. I tried that trick last year. <clears throat> and Those this windows is, are surprisingly cheap. Yeah, well, if you look on the used... The used uh, Used uh, websites like Used Victoria or something that people are giving away old windows. Craigslist too. Craigslist, they they give away these things. You know they've re- they they've redone their windows. Now they got to get rid of them. They don't want to pay to take them to the dump because it costs them money. It's like here, free, come and get them. So you, <laughs> you can get them for nothing. I'm, yep. I'm I'm hunting for windows right now for the uh, chicken coop that I'm building. You can overwinter your lettuce. This one I didn't know. This is kind of a new one for me is to overwinter lettuce. In other words, plant your lettuce in late fall and it'll go semi-dormant throughout the winter. That's cool. And then what happens is in the spring, it'll just start growing again for you. It seems there's a lot of plants that can be overwintered. I'm going to be doing more and more experiments with this in the years coming as to what what can I plant in September, October and just let it overwinter through the spring and have a head start on the growth in the spring. So I kind of like that one there. That's a really good one. Mm. <clears throat> you know, and they, they do my, they do let you know that if you have a harsh, if you have a harsh winter can kill them. But what you do, if your winter's getting a little more harsh than normal, go stick your hoop house on top of it and let the hoop house protect it through the winter because the soil's not going to dry out. There's, like almost no chance of the soil drying out in the winter time. This is very true. Well, unless you live somewhere that is very dry. But if you're somewhere where it's very dry, you don't need to stick a hoop house on top of it. That is true. Okay, yeah, you're right. Are so, we going to go for a quick break? We're going to go for a quick break so I can empty my okay. squirrel bladder. And uh, we're going to come back and we're going to leave the YouTubes, and uh, it'll be just for Odyssey, and unfortunately, Odyssey's not running live now, but uh, I will upload the video later to Odyssey. All right. All right. Nope, wrong one. Be right back. This is the one I want. All right. We are going to choose this one.
collection plate They'll be drinking beer with family Sunday afternoons Then it's up Monday morning, got to pay your dues See them all over this great old land From the north, east, west, and southern end Country man. Back to the show, and it's time for us to say goodbye to the YouTubes. Although we picked up a couple of listeners there in the last couple of minutes, which is really sad. Sorry, folks. You'll have to uh, come back in a few hours and catch the rest of the show over at Odyssey. Links will be in the show notes for all of that because <clears throat> we're about to dive down some rabbit holes, and YouTube doesn't like us when we dive down these certain rabbit holes because we like to talk about the real Conspiracy truths, because they're no longer theories, man. It's really a sad state of the world. All right. Bye-bye, YouTube. All right. That's the end of the YouTubes. You back? You don't appear to be back. Hello. Where are you? Did I lose you? No, you didn't lose me. I just had to fight Cthulhu for the bathroom. Oh. Okay. <coughs> All right. Well, we've said goodbye to the YouTubes. Excellent. And the other places. I announced that, well, they'll have to come check out Odyssey later. <coughs> yep. When I upload this uh, other video because <clears throat> I did make a video backup of it today. Which is good. Mm -hmm. Means you got something for Odyssey for those few people who might actually go to Odyssey and listen. I really do think we should start just using Odyssey only in the New Year's. Okay, we can do that. Because, I mean, in all honesty, like if you want to put up the first part onto YouTube, it's not that hard. No. But having it on YouTube live, mm -hmm. it means that we got to watch ourselves really carefully for the first half, even when like random things come up, right? Yeah. And in all honesty, it's irritating. Mm, sometimes it can be. All right. Where do we want to go first? Let's, um, go, let's go with this I, one. Hold on, hold on. I got to clean up some stuff here. I wanted to, to bring up Monty Python predicts predicts today's genderism. Not yet. Oh. All right. 
I want to do this one quick one before we do that on our grand sold okay. minimum. Then we'll jump Fair into enough. that. Because NOAA, the National Ocean Aeronautics Association, official government organization, has confirmed full-blown grand solar minimum. About time. No, no, no shit. It's about time. <laughs> but the fact that they have finally acknowledged it. Though the mainstream media is not something. the mainstream media is not talking about it yet. Of course not. But this is where we're at, folks. We are in the grand solar minimum. And even mm -hmm. Noah has said, mm, we're gonna be here till the late twenty forties, maybe twenty fifty. It's gonna peak around twenty thirty. Mm -hmm. So for the rest of my life. Which means in uh, in about five years, it's going to be freaking cold. Well, no. Okay. You're misunderstanding the grand solar minimum. Everyone thinks it's ice age. That's not what it is. I'm thinking of the winters ahead of us. The winters are going to be damn fucking cold, yes. That's what I'm thinking about. It doesn't really get cold in the summer. It gets cold in the winter. Well, it's yes. going to be freaking cold. It's going to be cold in the winters. We're going to have cold winters. We're going to have... Warm summers. We're going to have cool summers. Some will be really hot. But the thing is, the worst part about this is the weather extremes. Mm -hmm. Such as the excessive rain we had a few weeks ago, which closed up most of our highways here in British Columbia. Mm -hmm. Those sort of weather events are going to happen more and more. And of course, they're going to blame it on global climate change. Forgetting, which is, they're correct, it is global climate change, but they're forgetting what causes it. They're calling it global warming. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're still blaming global warming, but they're going to have a tough time doing that when it's going to be colder. Well, they've even gone so far as to uh, give people the right to claim a mental disability due to climate change. So, mm -hmm. you know, they got to keep it there. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've got all kinds of crazy shit happening in the world. <laughs> Government's got to keep giving away money so that people keep voting them in the office. I have a theory about that. Mm, go ahead. If, if the government keeps uh, giving you money, then they end up keeping themselves, so to speak, in debt. So long as they keep themselves in debt, you owe them mm. as a society. And if you owe them as a society, then you end up giving them more than they ever really give you. Therefore, it is... It's like a parasite. Yes, but the thing is, is they trick you into believing they're giving you more than you give them. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's been going on. That's why on. they give you so much money. Mm-hmm. Well, they never give you enough to do anything with, just enough to help you out when times are hard. Barely. Make it possible to buy pizza once a month. Mm-hmm. Yep, things of that nature. All right. Let's go with your Monty Python predicts today's genderism. Hey, I really like it. Oh, good. Monty Python. Yes. Yeah, it's an ad. Yes, when I was a young ad. boy, I was uh, able to go sport fishing. On yeah, go sport fishing. True. Go. Any anti-imperialist group like ours must reflect such a divergence of interest within its power base. Agreed. Francis? Yeah. I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Ray. Provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman or woman to rid himself or herself or herself agreed thank you brother or sister or sister where was i i think you finished oh right 
Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. <laughs> what? It's my right as a man. I you want to be Loretta, Stan. I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to just take? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister. <laughs> Sorry. What's the point? <laughs> what? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? <laughs> it is simple. Unfamiliar? <laughs> yeah. And what's funny <laughs> is... This is from Life of Brian. Yep. <laughs> was, I watched this many, many times. And it just, it didn't, I was just laughing at it and it didn't dawn on me that anyone would ever be that stupid to try and do this shit. <clears throat> well, no, but now we have 2020 and 2021. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Let's see. So, yeah. Hold on. Yep. I, I wanted to bring this because it's yeah. just awesome. Yeah, that's just funny. <laughs> uh, you probably go through a lot of Monty Python, and he predicted a lot of the stupid shit that's going on in the world. Or Monty Python, not a he, it's Monty Python's a group. For the most part, I tend to fall asleep during Monty Python because mm. it's just not my kind of humor. But mm. at this point, I think I'm going to be going through all their videos just so I can look for things like that. It's all available online. I know. That's how I'm going to be going Mon through it. <laughs> Monty Python got all upset because people were pirating their stuff. And they said, fuck it. We're just going to put it all up online for everyone to see. <laughs> it was really quite an amusing bit when they did that. <laughs> all right. The government of Abbott. Governor Abbott of Texas is building a wall. What, to keep the Texans in? You keep the Mexicans out. Oh. I just thought this was awesome, and I wanted to bring this to the show. Uh, the wall was started. It was ended. And now Texas is continuing to finish the border on their own because oh. they're sick and tired of the aliens coming across, a uh, lot of them, which really should receive the death penalty, in my opinion. Yeah, well, it's creating problems for Texas, for sure. Good on Texas. Yeah. So it's a happy thing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good for Texas. All right. You brought some Jordan Peterson, too. Yep. He's in the news this last couple of weeks for some reason. I've noticed that. I think it's because he's been saying very loudly there is a mighty counterstorm brewing in the academia. Mm. So he is definitely on the side of what you people are spouting is not science. Mm -hmm. And he is actually making really good points. And the points that he's making are not well-received by the mainstream, but I think that's why he's in the media so much right now. Mm -hmm. well, I really liked uh, the points that he made here. 
Um, fortunately, his tweets are... Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, I caught this one earlier today reading it. Yep. I caught this uh, over the weekend. I like the points he's making. Yeah, well, he makes good points. He's a highly mm -hmm. intelligent dude. He's very... I, I mean... I read a lot. I read his one book he put out. I thought it was really well done. It was very interesting, and his psychology classes are just fascinating to watch online. They really are. Psych is one of my hobbies, and I love watching him. He, He's he, amazing. I'm well, so glad you introduced me to him. The thing is, he reminds me of my psych professors I had in my first year at college, and unfortunately, my first year at college was their last year of teaching. Every one of my professors, when I started college, retired the year after I started because they were like, yeah, the world's changing. We've had our 30 years. We're done. We're done with this bullshit that's coming down the pike. It's like they saw it coming, yeah. and they just oh, like, yeah. fuck this. I'm abandoning ship. I'm getting they my 30-year <laughs> retirement. I don't have to deal with this shit. Good luck. It's kind of like how both you and I jumped ship in the scouts, man. We saw what was coming down the pike. We're like, mm -hmm. nope, screw this. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And it's like... Yeah, I but, like this. Of course, bloody diversity training doesn't work. How can explicit training modify implicit bias without masked practice, for starters? Courses designed by the resentful and corrupt for the cowardly and gullible. I like that. <laughs> That's a really good thing. <laughs> yeah, well, good on Jordan Peterson, man, for bringing it all up. Mm -hmm. He's one of the people who I would have loved to have had as a professor. Oh yeah, he was his his students probably thoroughly enjoyed his classes because he made them think. Well, uh, the students who weren't totally brainwashed anyway. Yeah, while we're on Jordan Peterson, let's see if I can find the one I brought. Sure. Uh, I didn't put it in this spot here. where it's at while you're looking for that mm -hmm. um, I just wanted to mention J.K. Rowling she is one of my personal heroes I've been reading her book since I was 11 years old hmm. and um, I still have one of her originally put out books it, it still has spelling mistakes and everything it's not in very good shape so it's worth nothing but I love it Yep. Okay. And she has been one of the loudest people against all the stupidity in the world. So yep. next, I want to go to that. Yep. They've been they've been slamming her so much that uh, so much so that they didn't even invite her to a Harry Potter thing. Yep. <laughs> all right. Which we made fun of. This is a thought from Jordan Peterson about you probably would have been the Nazi. Oh yeah. This is really really good. Anyways, for whatever reason, you know, people turn to possession by very, very strict ideological ideas. Up. And, you know, they were willing to be possessed by those ideas to the point where they would undertake actions that you'd think would be completely impossible for theoretically civilized people. You know, turned out that those actions not only were not impossible for civilized people, but that the people themselves, you know, especially in Nazi Germany, they pretty much knew what the hell was going on, you know. You don't take several million people out of your population without rumors spreading, let's say. It's hard not to 
assign culpability for what happened in Germany to the society at every strata. You can't just dump it on the leaders. And, and in fact, one of We're not going to listen to the whole seven minutes. I thought I had it queued up to the specific spot. Apparently not. What's that? Apparently not, but I do love his uh, movies, like his videos like yeah, this. Yeah, well, his videos like this are really great. But the thing is, there's a spot in here. He says, what is the lesson we can take away from this? The lesson you can take away is you are the Nazi. You would have been the Nazi because even if you hadn't stood up, and the people are thinking, no, I would have been the one hiding whatever that person was that was hiding. Schindler's List. I, w I would have been doing Schindler's List. It's like, no, no, you wouldn't have. You'd have been like all the people are today, either not speaking up, not saying anything, and just going along or going along and actively participating in the crushing of it. I've seen so much stuff in these last two weeks of people like, yeah, restrict our freedoms, shut it all down. It's like, are you guys fucking insane? You know, this virus here is the, the latest iteration of the virus, the Omicron thing is like, it's like a bad cold. It's yeah, like, which the founders, like the, the, the people who found it are saying. Yeah. And it's like people are getting, getting infections with it. And it's like, I, I have this theory about, you know, we've got, uh, the, we'll come back to the Rona stuff. I'm going to go off. We're going to go off on a tangent. You wanted to go elsewhere. Let's go elsewhere before we get into the Rona <laughs> crap. Okay. Uh, it's just um, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling tweets another winner. Where's so this is? is from last week. It, it's awesome. Or what she wrote freedom is freedom of slavery. Or, she just tweeted out 1984. What? What she tweeted out there is from Orwell 1984. Oh yes, absolutely. It definitely is. Did you know, by the way, that 1984 is being rewritten from a woman's point of view? Yes, I know. There, you can't get any more Orwellian than fucking rewriting 1984. Yeah. Uh, the only thing she had of her own is the penis individual who raped you is a woman. Yes, I thought that was actually <laughs> funny. <laughs> and she has been really loud about both the whole transgender thing as well as the stupidity of the vax thing. Yes. And man, I love this woman. Mm -hmm. I love the way that she wrote the books. And I didn't think about it before, but... Her entire series is essentially about the world that we are currently heading into. You will I, obey, obey, I never thought about it before. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's she is essentially a uh, child-friendly version of of Orwell. Yep, pretty much. I saw the, <laughs> I saw that the first time I read the books, and then and when I watched the movies. Yeah, you had to point out to me, though, because for me, I started reading her book series when I was 11, right? So, for me, I just thought from <laughs> my 11-year-old self point of view. Yeah, well, back then, I wasn't as woke as I am now. Well, for me, i that's what the point of view I saw from. It took you pointing it out to me before I realized, holy crap, well, you're right. My favorite one right now is all these people going to the movie theater to watch The Matrix and showing their Vax passports to get into The Matrix. <laughs> they're, missing, awesome. they're missing the entire point of the fucking movie. I haven't, uh, I haven't seen anything about the new Matrix movie. I've seen the trailers and it looks interesting. 
It, yeah. it doesn't look like they destroyed it too badly. It looks like it might be interesting. I'll have to pirate. Oh, I'll have to pirate it to watch it. Although beware, they made the Star Wars thing seem interesting too, and it was yes. a waste of your time. I know. That's why I wouldn't. I, I would have. I, I if 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 it wasn't for the fact that they want everyone to have these Vax passports and all this other shit to go to the movies, I would have used my points to go to the movie and not paid a dime for it. So I never would have given them any actual money anyway. Mm-hmm. But I would have gone watched it in the theater just so I could watch it on a big screen to see if it was good. It was worthwhile. But, um, but the thing is, it's like all these people going to watch The Matrix, they're going in there with their Vax passports and they're I've been I've been vaccinated and I've got the blue pill so I can come watch this movie that is about taking the red pill. They're they're missing <laughs> the they're missing the entire point of the movie. Yes, yes, they are. It's like, I'm entertaining. <laughs> it's like it's like, okay, well, good on them. All right. Oh, uh, quick thing mm-hmm. before I forget: Have you heard about the Canadian Solidarity Movement? I have. I don't remember it right now, but I have heard about it. Uh, the Canadian Solidarity Movement is actually based on. Um, uh, wow, I can't remember what it's based on. It, uh, Pastor Archer Pavlovsky, he actually grew up in communist China or communist uh, Russia. Yeah. And, and so he knows he, what's coming. Polish. There we go. He based it on the Polish mm-hmm. uh, movement that mm-hmm. ended up winning. Mm-hmm. So he started it, but he's not running it. He just started it so that other people can take the reins and make it go. It may work in Canada. Who knows? And it actually is going. It has grown. It has built itself. It is moving on a very fast-paced train. It's beautiful. And I wanted to bring this to the show, not for any other reason than just to help people become aware of it. Yep. A restaurant named Omicron... Embraces the oh, a restaurant named Omicron. Yeah, so they have the most awesome thing. I got a Corona at Omicron. <laughs> is there a shirt? <laughs> I love these guys. They're just yeah. awesome. Well, hey, if you if you got if you got it, just bend into the marketing and make yourself some cash <laughs> while you can. Oh yeah. It's like if I had anything to market to make myself some instant cash, I would. I would do it so that I could use that cash to. Build out the oasis even bigger and better than it is. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right. Oh, um, another thing, too, is Elon. He has been just, wow, he's been kind of on fire lately. He has been having a blast while belittling everyone around, like all the government agencies. I don't trust Elon. Elon's a fucking sleazebag. He's pissed. He's a sleaze bag. He, he may be, but he he seems to have a bit of a head I, on I him. Recently, and he's not... I recently learned some truths about him that I did not know. Mm. I have no faith. Oh, fuck. <laughs> nice job, Elon. That's <laughs> <laughs> actually kind of funny. I like that. <laughs> he, what, what, what you're looking at there, you could label that my partners with PayPal and how I ejected them and took full claim for PayPal. Oh, yeah, you could. Because he didn't create PayPal. I didn't know that. I always thought I always thought he was the creator of PayPal. He, he didn't. He bought into the company. He, Thiel 
actually changed the name of the original company name to pay. Actually, no, he didn't buy in. They bought his failing company and yeah. he had to be named to the board and he managed to push him out and he managed to push the change of the of stuff so that the founders could no longer be named on the website for PayPal. And then he took credit for creating PayPal. And then he screwed some other people along the way on his rise to uh, Tesla. He didn't even create Tesla. You know, the, the, there were a couple other guys who created a Tesla corporation. He invested in Tesla and took over a Tesla corporation. The first car off the assembly line was promised to the guy who designed Tesla. And what did Tes uh, Elon do? He launched the fucking thing in the space. That's about as fucked as you can get. Okay, well, I am really disgusted about that. Is it bad that I still kind of admire him for well, it? No, it's not, <laughs> but it, it's, it's it's really quite sad. And so I, I, I It no is, but it takes some fucking balls, man. It, it does. Is he a bad person? Yes, I no longer have respect for him. What did he do? Fair enough, but I do also admire his tenacity. Wow, I did not yeah. know that about him. Yeah. Wow, that must have taken some serious conniving and backstabbing. It exactly. took some serious conniving and what backstabbing. Do? He, 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 doesn't, he, he didn't create Tesla. And the first car off the assembly line was promised to the guy who designed the Tesla Roadster. And Elon took it and launched the fucking thing into space. Wait, so Elon's not the founder of Tesla? No, he's not the founder of Tesla. Oh. Good to know. Still... Yeah. The way that he's behaving, oh, yeah. uh, he may be a completely sadistic, disgusting asshole, but at the same time, he does seem to have a brain, and he yeah. does seem to be getting sick of all the stupidity in the world, and he's starting to yeah, put well, things out there making people think, which he, is interesting. He might, be, he might be breaking the conditioning that was given to him when he was younger. He did not come from a poor family. Neither did Bezos or any of those other ones that have these founding stories. It's like lately I've been tripping across more and more information about these rich founders that everybody admires because, oh, they started in a garage. But it yeah, turns right. out they didn't, they, they might have started in a garage, but their parents had money or their grandparents had money. Yeah. And not, That's just, small, how it goes. not just small amounts of money, big amounts of money. But their parents live frugally, kind of like, uh, what's his name? Um, the big ass investor that everyone, the Oracle of Omaha, fucking can't remember. Oracle his. of Omaha? What are you talking about? Yeah, hang on a second. We're gonna have. To, I'm gonna have to go look this up because I got to get his name in here. Um, because he's he's like one of the big investors of the world, and people listen to him. Oracle of Omaha. Let's kick his you name. You may not like someone. But Warren Buffett. Mean you can't Warren Buffett. Them. No, you can still admire them and not like them. Yes, it can still be done. Yeah. You can still admire the shit they did and not like them. And I War definitely Warren admire Buffett. Elon. Okay, Warren Buffett. He's like one of the. He's he's one of those quiet richest people in the world. Nobody mm -hmm. pays attention to him. He's probably got more money than Bezos and all the others, but nobody pays attention to him. Because I know the name. Yeah. Well, everyone knows who he is because he picks a stock and it's usually a winner. Uh, and, uh, but he lives in the same house he bought in the 1960s, which is like a 2000 square foot house. 
you know. You don't need much bigger than that. No, but he just lives in that. Where all these other rich people, they buy these fucking mansions, million dollar properties. But Warren Buffett lives in his small property. He's quite content to live. He drives in a very old car. He, he goes, he eats his Egg McMuffin every day. You know, <laughs> he, he's a very simple person. Yeah. But yet he's worth a fortune, which is what a lot of these big shots like Elon Musk, um, Microsoft dude, um, Jeff Bezos, all of their parents were, were like him, like Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. Lots of money. And they use that money to help their kids get ahead, which nothing wrong with that. That's what you should do. But... I think the the essential step that a lot of these parents forgot was to make their kids earn it. Yes, that's the essential step that was forgotten, was making their fucking kids earn it. And that essential step has been forgotten for the last 30 years, is making their kids earn everything along the way. They used to, even when, hmm? they used to teach that regularly. They did. I mean, even when you're not all that well off... Say like you only have an extra, like you only have about a hundred bucks to give your kids throughout the month for all the various things. A mm. hundred bucks surprisingly doesn't go far when need is clothing, allowance, all that jazz, mm. right? Well, you have a hundred bucks to offer your kids. You don't just give them the hundred bucks to go and buy the things that they are needing slash wanting. You make them work for it, whether mm. it's chores, homework, mm. or like homework that you set them, not that the school sets them. Yeah. But you make them work for it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And that is an essential step that a lot of people are not doing because it takes so much effort. You have to argue. You have to, yep. you have to wheel and deal and force it down their throats. It's so much easier just to say, here, just have the money and get out of my sight. Yep, absolutely. All right. Do we want to go down all the SHTF stuff or do we wander into, oh, let's go into this. This is what we need here. Good night, left nut. <laughs> Let's go into the good night, left nut stuff. We need to cover some of this shit. Yeah, it's been a couple weeks. Yep. All right, you brought this one. Yep. So, uh, Ryan Stewart, a urogynecologist, is apologizing for saying women rather than referring to his patients as folks who may need gynecologic care yeah wow that dude really like do you okay i have a question an honest question do you guys have cock doctors because like we have vag doctors so do you guys have cock doctors no no we go to our we go to our doctor whether it be male or female or whatever (laughs) they they fondle our balls they make us cough to see if there's a problem they check, head and the, cough? They, they check to see if there's any unusual growths. You know, if, if a guy is concerned that he's got, um, that, he, that he needs to be tested for STDs, they stick the pipe cleaner down the hole. Oh, that sounds terrible. It's actually quite fucking painful. Sounds like a pap smear. So no, you it's worse, man. The pap, the pap smear is just, it's just them spreading you open. This is like a, this is taking a big ass Q-tip and shoving it down the fucking urethra. Literally, yeah, yeah, it is in a, painful. In a gynae, in a gynae appointment, they don't just spread you open; they take a Q-tip and swab you, which also uh, hurts. Yeah. It hurts. No, no, this is fucking. This is a pipe cleaner, not a fucking pipe hole, man. We're talking a little teeny tiny fucking hole. The pipe cleaner shoves six inches down the hole. I'll give you this one. That sounds tar- <laughs> it terrible. It was fucking painful. 
It was that sounds terrible. Fucking ass <laughs> painful, man. It hurt. <laughs> it almost caused sounds, me to pass out. Sounds akin to giving birth, man. That sucks. <laughs> like passing Something a that should not kid- fit like, down this hole is fitting down the it's hole. It's like passing a fucking <laughs> kidney stone. I swear to God. <laughs> okay, so guys don't have cock doctors that they have to no. go to every year. No, no, Good we to don't. Know. No, we don't have we don't have someone that checks out our cock every year. It's like it's something that's checked every couple of years. You know, we do we do have the the well we used to have until doctors quit doing annual physicals. My doctor quit doing annual physicals a couple three years ago, about three years ago, before all this Rona crap. My doctors, I went in for my annual physical, and doctor said, "Well, I don't do annual physicals anymore." I said, "What?" Well, we don't. We just four years ago. We just we well, it was four years. We just run blood tests. It's like, oh, so there's no point in me coming in for an annual physical anymore. No, not really. It's like, okay, fine, whatever. Weird, right? I thought it was weird as hell. But they used to they used to stuck the shove the finger up the bum and check the prostate. Yeah, well, that's something that they did for women too. Oh, do they? Why do women worry about their prostate? That's a that's a male problem. I'm really not sure. But that's something they did for women, too. Maybe the doctors just got off on shoving their finger up a woman's bum. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. But whatever the reason, they stopped doing that, too. Like, we used to mm. have to get our breasts examined, too, every year. But, yeah. no, we don't do that anymore. Yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, doctors will now teach you how to give yourself a breast exam so mm. that they don't have to anymore. Yeah. Well, that's weird that they do that because it just seemed like, you know, uh, doctors did that most. Uh, you know, I started doing physical or annual physicals in my late 30s, early 40s, and continued them up until about four years ago when doctors said, we don't do them anymore. I said, okay, fine, I'll do my own physical. <laughs> yeah, weird, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so guys don't have cock doctors, but women have gynees, yep. and gynees are apparently no longer allowed to refer to their patients as women, even though uh, that is the entire point of being a vagina doctor. Yes. And so this gynecologist has to apologize for calling his patients women that is just a wow welcome to (laughs) the world of stupidity yeah (laughs) okay let's go with this one this one ought to be entertaining which one is it oh yes school board calls (laughs) police over lollipop eating yeah, this was back at, about a month ago. Um, yeah, the police were called over escalation of school board meeting because of one of the representatives eating a lollipop maskless. And so, how would you eat a lollipop otherwise? <laughs> but see, that's the whole thing is he stated that because he was eating something, he didn't have to wear a mask. And the police were literally called in to try and get the police to arrest this guy because he refused to wear a mask. He was using the lollipop as an excuse. Yeah, well, I would too. But <laughs> I, You know, I purposefully go into stores with a drink now so I can drink. Also, I've started going into shops without my mask, and I haven't heard anything from shops about putting the mask on. I just, I just don't care anymore. It's like, no. I give up. This is stupid. I'm not wearing the damn mask. I just have the mask down around my throat and nobody says a goddamn word. I mean, I get a few Karens who look at me askance, like I might possibly pull out an uh, AK-40 or AK-30 and start shooting up the place. But oh, good for you. I, I just, I'm not. 
I can't breathe. I get dizzy. I, I'm still healing from my stupid brain injury, mm. and the lack of oxygen makes me feel like I'm going to pass out. No, I'm done. No more. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. more people like you, and things will change. <laughs> All right. So it turns out that I might have actually been one of the Schindler's List people. You might have. <laughs> Actually, I think the people that would have been the Schindler's List people are all of those who have not taken the magic jab and um, who are regularly forgetting to wear their masks and other things. Those are probably the Schindler's List people, which is about mm, 30% of the population, it turns out. <laughs> Actually, less than that because we have... More uh, like 25%. No, more like 20, 15 or 20%, it turns out, because I think mm. the... It, 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 it's the number of people that have been jabbed is what I'm determining this on. And supposedly we've had... Um, 87% in BC. Yes. However, you have to take into account the amount of people who have been forced into it. Well, there's that because too. Because of life necessities, such as I work, I can't afford ca uh, child care. My parents do the child care for me, and yeah. my parents won't child care for me unless yeah. I get the jab. Yeah. There's that so you gotta too. take that kind of stuff into yeah, account. So, so well. maybe it maybe it is around twenty twenty five percent. I'm thinking so. What? I'm gonna say twenty five percent because I'm just you just, know. It just turns out I judged humanity so wrongly. I expected mm -hmm. more from humanity than this. Yeah, me too. All right, let's go to New Zealand where we can now piss in our friend's bathroom. Yep. Uh, you are now allowed. To use the bathroom while visiting okay, your friends, according to the powers that be in New Zealand. Well, good on them, man, for finally letting <laughs> me use the bathroom in my friend's house. Yeah. And uh, the woke retail companies that supported BLM and defunding of the police are now demanding action against the smashing grabbers. Because that's not irony at its best. No, that's <laughs> not irony at its best, man. They, they supported them, and now they're demanding action against them. Because now all the small stores are destroyed, and the only place they got left to smash and grab is the big stores. ID10T air all mm. the way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm actually surprised it took this long for them to change their mind. No, I'm not. They were really? making How money. Come? They were making the money hand over fist ever since this fucking shit started. The big box stores have been making money hand over fist. Close down all the small mom and pop stores, but keep the big uh, stop pop stores open. I all the see, mom okay. and pop stores went bankrupt. They went under. Not all of them, but a vast number of them did. A yeah. vast number of them didn't have the, re the, the, the resources to carry on through weeks of closure. They just didn't have the money to cover their rent and everything else. They need that money coming in each and every month to pay their bills. Uh, and okay. now it's all closed down. And, of course, people need to still buy their shit. They can't go to the mom and pop stores they enjoyed. Where are they going to go? They're going to go to the only Make stores sense. open in town. And you do know after, after two to four weeks, you change people's ha patterns. Their habits and patterns change after two to four weeks. It takes <clears throat> three days to create a habit and no. 30 days to break a habit. No, it takes, it takes two to four weeks to create a habit and make it solid really? and become a, become permanent. Oh. Breaking a habit does take more than 30 days. Think of it this way, okay? If this is the this is the experiment that's been done and it, it's you can find these experiments out there. They've done this with fake construction sites. They set up a construction site for a few days 
routing people around an area and the people are routed, but you take it down after a few days, people go back to their old way of doing it. But if that construction site stays up for more than two weeks, people have discovered a new route to where they're going and that becomes their permanent new route. It's like, think of when you, when you worked a regular job and you would drive to work and back, you ever go, well, I got to stop here after work on your way home and all of a sudden find yourself in your driveway? Yeah, autopilot. Autopilot. It means you drove your regular route and you didn't even think about it. You just drove it and even though you knew you had to go do something else, you just drove your route and all of a sudden you're at home and go, shit, I need to go do this. So you back out of your driveway and go do what you need to do. But autopilot kicks in and this is what happens. The same thing with people going to buy their usual stuff. They go to their usual stores all the time, but if those stores are closed down, now they're forced to go to another store for the next two months that other store now becomes the place they go to. I never thought of it that way. That yeah. makes sense. It's, it's the same as it created new habits in people. Hmm. And it, 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 the, a lot of these mom and pop stores, even when they were allowed to reopen, they still couldn't get back their, their, their clientele, their clientele because their clientele had started going to the big box stores where it was a few dollars cheaper. Yeah. And they got used to it. Mm-hmm. So it crushed you know, and it killed them. Growing, growing up, because I moved every six to eight months, I yeah. never understood why people were so stuck to their habits. But now that I've lived in one place for longer than uh, a year, I completely get it. Yeah. Like, you get used to things and you get comfortable and you start to get to know the people. Yeah. And then you don't want to move on. Yeah, you, you're happy there. You're happy. You, you become happy in what you're doing. You like the people you're talking to, but if you can't see mm-hmm. them, you got to make new habits, and you, you do. You make new habits. And that is a perfect segue into... It's time to say goodbye to even more small businesses in British Columbia. They brought in new mandates as of midnight tomorrow. Oh, jeez. Because of the Omicron, going to get you, going to destroy everything. They have just closed down. New limits were created. Now, they created new limits earlier in this week. Um limiting number of people to go to bars and pubs and everything else. But as of Wednesday, ah, fuck that. We're just going to close them all. Where'd it go here? Um, Wednesday, all bars, nightclubs, gyms, fitness centers, dance studios will have to close. And all seated, all seated events will be reduced to 50%. All indoor gatherings, including weddings, are automatically canceled. Just a quick question there. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Wouldn't a bar be one of the best places to go to considering that you are drinking alcohol and alcohol kills all the bacteria within your mouth, which is apparently how you spread this damn thing? I suppose so. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. It's like most people who go to bars, they don't just drink beer. They like their hard liquor. They like their good drinks, Mm -hmm. right? And so most people who are there are going to be killing all the bacteria in themselves as they're drinking anyway. (laughs) I suppose So, so. That's always possible, but that's a very minor thing in the grand scheme of things. No, it's just a random thought. That's a a minor thing in the grand scheme of things. It's like I saw this (laughs) and I went, oh, fuck. These bar, the bars that were still able to reopen at the end of the last closures, this is going to fucking... They're dead. They're dead. They're dead now because they can't open again until January 16th. Oh, they're screwed. This is their busiest... Busiest time of year. This is where they make fucking big bucks. Everybody's partying. Everybody's happy. They're all in the feel good ceremonies. New Year's. New Year's. Christmas. Blah, blah, blah. And they're closed. They can't open. Oh, that's shitty. It's like, oh, fuck. Okay. Well, the businesses they didn't kill in the last closures, now we got them. We got them good this time. But in my opinion, The B.C. government can basically go fuck themselves because here are the other things that they said we can't do. No gatherings for households with unvaccinated people in them under new B.C. restrictions. Uh Basically, go fuck yourselves, B.C. governments. Yeah, no, screw that. Screw that. Go fuck yourselves. They should go find a good sheep. Sheep are lonely. Yes, yes, they should. Here, here it is. If you are unvaccinated or have members of your family who are unvaccinated, we cannot have personal gatherings in those settings right now. Dr. Hemler Hitler, uh, Hemler Henry said. Heimler, Heimler so, Henry. Essentially, if you're Jew, you don't get to see your family. Yes, basically. It's basically what they said. It's basically what Assholes. it can be boiled down to. And these, these new restrictions took effect like two days ago here in BC. It's like, yeah, go fuck yourself. BC. Go fuck yourself, government. And there's so many people out there who are saying, yeah, go fuck yourself. But the sad thing is, is there's more than, there's lots of people saying, go fuck them, go fuck the government. But there's lots of people saying, yeah, it's about time they did this. Everyone should be fucking locked up. And it's like, I can't believe this shit. It's like, I'm looking at this and going, oh, Dear God, you were right there with the rest of the uh, people and the Nazis when it was time to fucking round up the Jews and push them in the fucking cattle cars. We're getting to that point. I which can't is kind wait. Of I can't wait for the next Nuremberg trial. She's going to look so good with her fucking head shaved, marching <laughs> down the street naked. I mean, in all honesty, like we are getting to that point oh, where yeah. us unvaxxed are going to be shoved into cars to be oh. sent off to the frickin' gas chambers. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're doing it in, um, in Austria. Australia. And, uh, uh, no, Austria. Austria. Okay. Austria. Austria is hiring people to go out and chase down the people who didn't want to get the vaccine and, and, and force them into being vaccinated. Austria. It's kind of and terrifying. You know what Austria honestly. Austria is? Austria was where the German Nazis started. Yep. <laughs> but isn't that kind of terrifying to you? It's extremely terrifying to me. Extremely terrifying that this is happening. 
It's only been 80 fucking years since the end. Of, the Nuremberg trials happened 80 years ago or 75 years ago. The Nuremberg trials happened 75 years ago. It's been 80 years since the start of World War II. We still have a lot of people who remember this One shit. One generation. Well, there's still, there's still a few people alive. They're in their late 90s now, but they're still alive. And they remember this. And there's still a lot of people that were raised in communist Russia or all their satellites of Eastern Germany and Poland and all these other places that were controlled by communist Russia for the longest time. And here we are, the mass majority of people are discrediting mm -hmm. these people who are telling, speaking the truth, speaking from experience, mm -hmm. speaking of true information that has been passed on yep. to them. Here's another it's one here. BC tricky. imposes new gathering limits, restaurant rules, vaccine requirements. Okay, so this is it. Two days ago, they had restaurant rules and vaccine requirements, and now they've closed them down two days later. It's like anyone who thinks obeying and complying is supposedly eight months ago, get your double vaccination. Everything will go back. Everybody will be able to do everything. You'll be able to attend whatever you want. They're going to close down the theaters next. That'll happen. Oh, yeah. That'll happen within two weeks. They'll close down the theaters next. They didn't close down the theaters this round. They'll close them down next. They'll close down everything else. Your double vaccine, your vaccine passport doesn't mean squat. It means squat. The more you comply, the more power they take, and the more they fuck with you. Yeah. More and more. More and more stuff. I still, this one here, it's like we've already covered this one, but, you know, no gatherings for households with unvaccinated people under the new BC restrictions. Yeah, this is just insane. They're not just painting the unvaccinated as dangerous. They're painting them as dirty and selfish and oh, yeah. lazy. Yes, they are. They're, they're Which is no different from the way that the Jews were painted. That's exactly the way the Jews were painted. And, and black people. Uh, and when black people we in, the dealing with in, that. in the 19, throughout the, all the way up to the late 1960s. Yes. From the end of the Civil War to the late 1960s, the black people were painted the same way. And what's really disturbing is the need to fit in, the need to have the power, the need to balance the scale. Unfortunately, for a lot of black families, it has caused a lot of black families to forget this part of the history and to be part of this whole movement that's going on right now. I wish I knew enough so, people to throw a fucking New Year's Eve party. I would. <clears throat> but the... the, the, the the interesting thing that I've been thinking about lately is how if you look at our history, uh, yes, the way that black people were treated, the way Jews were treated was apprehensible. And if you look at the pattern, it's no different. But the way that they are managing to convince the people of today is by pointing out all these ways that the Jews and the blacks were wronged way back when. And because they were wrong so badly, they need to take their power now. And yep. in order to take their power now, they need to follow the narrative. And by following the narrative, they'll get their power back. Yep. And that is exactly how they are manipulating so many people right now. Oh, yeah. Because people believe it's this It's disgusting. Shit. It is disgusting. And unfortunately, not enough people are waking up. You know what else is disgusting? Mm. The bloody ignorance of the people who are allowing themselves to be treated like this. Oh, yeah. To be manipulated like this. Oh, yeah. It's downright insane. It's downright fucking insane is what's happening. 
Let's see. You've got concentration camps coming to New York. They already have them in fucking Australia. Oh, do I have that in there? That must be from a while ago. Mm. Where is it? Oh, no. This is, this is me. This must be me. Yeah, this is me. Concentration camps coming to New York. Leave New York if you live there. A new bill in, a, a new bill in front of the Senate in New York, if passed in the law, will grant permissions to remove and detain cases, contacts, carriers, or anyone suspected of presenting a significant threat to public health. Wow. And remove them from public life on an indefinite basis. In so other words, essentially you and I. In other words, you're not vaccinated. You're contaminated we're gonna throw you in covid jail mm-hmm. yeah i guess that was me that put that one up there yeah i don't recognize it but essentially people like you and i yep people who talk out loud people who refuse to take the vax mm -hmm. oh yeah absolutely oh um right i forgot about this right at the top of rona gonna get you white house's booster carol oh I had to watch it. Everyone else does too. Yes, let's 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 uh, go see some <laughs> absolute fucking insanement. Oh yeah, no, that's not it. Come on, keep loading shit. Load, 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 load. Loading, loading, loading. And keep them doggies loading. Rawhide, <laughs> kick them up, kick them out, kick them up, kick them out. Rawhide. Gotta wait for it to load. That chick's got nice boobs. Yes, that's uh, Melania Trump. That's Trump's daughter. Uh -huh. She's got oh, no, that's, no, that's Trump's wife. Sorry, that's Melania Trump, Trump's wife. <clears throat> we got we got good naked photos of her kicking around the net when she was a uh, model. Oh, I'm sure. Hmm. Models make a hell of a lot of money. I hmm. can understand why women become models. What I don't understand is why being a model affects your um, your career later on. Um, oh, it, there you go. This is it here. Click any of them. All right. Click any of them. Let's go. What? I hate when it does that where it takes you to Twitter rather than just playing the damn video. Yeah, well. Six of one, half dozen of the other. Bloody, bloody, blah. Gives us more time to babble and bullshit. All right. Let's play. You have to turn on the sound. Uh, yeah, but at first I got to rewind it because it starts with no sound. <laughs> Get your booster. All right, we got. Oh, we need to back that up just a half a, half a couple frames there. Look at that freaking bizarro faces, man. Mm -hmm. You notice something? You know something I'm noticing more and more of. Is they look like they're on ecstasy? No, it's 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 not. They look like they're on ecstasy. It has to do with the plastics, and it's the shape of the faces. Okay, well, the, the soy boys are obvious, okay? You know, there's almost no testosterone there. They're lacking the square jaws. They got sort of square jaws, but they're not. But mm -hmm. it's the women. The women of the left all have a pointed V face. Okay. The women of the right tend to have more of a square jaw. So then according to my face, I should be on the left then. No, you don't. I've you got a witchy chin. Did it sound like all the guys were singing a cappella? 
Yep, they were. You, you know that acapella is generally sung when your balls are, balls are squashed or you're a fucking preteen? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I, I just checked in there. To, I just checked in need, there. They, they used to castrate the boys in the choir to make sure that they had beautiful voices for their whole life. Yes, so they, to keep that testosterone from kicking in and changing their vocal cords. Yep. It's like, they don't I'm, have I'm, to do that anymore. They just feed them soy. <laughs> <laughs> just feed them soy and it keeps them in the acapella. Yep. Their voice never exactly. fucking drops. They never get any balls. <laughs> exactly. Well, they get the balls, but they don't get the testosterone dropping. No, they don't get balls because their their balls don't drop. Because if there's no <laughs> testosterone, their balls won't drop. <laughs> balls are still stuck up there in the fucking cubby holes where they've been hiding since they were born. No keyboard kitty. Mm-hmm. All right, that's just really sad. <clears throat> yep, I had to watch it. You had to watch it. Now everyone is scarred for life. Yes, well, we may as well, you know, keep it going. <clears throat> <laughs> oh, we've really got to get to the Build Back Better shit. We don't have time tonight. You know, I got to say, that video and this whole topic must really disturb me because the cat came up and started cleaning my face. Mm, nice of the kitty cat. <laughs> We've got the emergence of the Great Reset. More and more stuff's being added to that. Oh, come on. We can go a little bit late tonight. All right. We got to do. We gotta clear out some of this stuff that's building well, up I'm like looking that. to see which ones we want to clear out first because how many, how many fucking TikTok videos do we have that we got to deal with? None. Really? What's wrong with the really? grandkids, man? Those fucking slackers? Don't they know they have a job to do? <sighs> they found... Uh, Grey's Anatomy. Oh, dear God. Yep. They found Grey's Anatomy. Mm. I don't think we're going to be doing, getting TikToks until all 17 seasons are done. Oh, dear God. It's like <laughs> the first few seasons are okay, but after that, it just fucking goes downhill. It really goes downhill badly. I can't Actually, remember. Around I've season seven or so, around season seven or so, it's fucking, they change the cast, they toss a couple of people out, they bring in some morons, it just goes downhill. And it becomes Actually, so fucking woke in the last few seasons. <laughs> I mean, I, I was even realizing it before I woke up entirely. Hey, so I've been watching it and um, okay, so I'm what season are you on? some very interesting aspects of it. What season you are you on? You might want to rewatch it with your brain that you have now. What season are you on? Eight. Hmm. It's very interesting because, yes, they do go really far into the left. But then what happens is they make the characters stand up for themselves and stand up against it. And the others follow suit. Oh, and but that doesn't, that doesn't happen soon. Soon that doesn't happen. Well, it's very interesting at the point I'm at now. Okay. Well. All right. My we, cat is cleaning we, my face again. We gotta, we gotta <laughs> pick on a. Oh, we gotta pick on a few other strange stuff here. We got the Hopi Blue Star co comet, known as K two, is coming to town. Oh, has it passed us yet, or is no, it still it's, coming? It's on its way. That's exciting. This is the comet that is predicted. Uh, many people believe that is predicted in the Hopi prophecy. Okay. Go away. Why is it the comet many people think is predicted? Because it's it's one it's one of a, it's a very rare blue comet. Most comets are not blue. And the what makes it blue? Um, the water content. Oh, okay. 
Um, most comets are a bit red or orange or off blue. Mm-hmm. They're not pure blue. This one here, also this comet here, started sparking up, and it's still in the outer solar system out beyond Jupiter. So if it is from the Hopi prophecies, then we could expect some serious shit falling on our heads. Well, the problem is, is that we have serious shit falling on our heads from every other fucking prophecy out there, as we've discussed in many times on this show. Yeah, this is true. But, I mean, really, another one? Yes, another one. Yes, another one. And this, <laughs> and this is a comet that comes around every once in a blue moon, which, you know, supposedly the last time was uh, the last time we switched worlds, which is um, 5,600 years or 12,000 years or so. You know, when we went from world three to world four, we're in world four now. We're supposedly moving to world five. My personal opinion is somebody lost track and we're in going to world eight. We're, we're, we're leaving world seven and going to world eight is my personal viewpoint because, no, I'm sorry. We're leaving world six and going to seven because, no, I said seven times. So we're in world eight. Yes, world eight to nine. Because as I've always said, Make I believe, your mind up. <laughs> no, I'm trying to remember because I've always said to people, I believe we've attained this level of civilization at least seven times. You said five times my whole time growing up. Did I? No, I thought I said seven. You said five when I remember, but that's okay. okay. If your mind has changed, we'll go with seven. Well, I was, I, I always said, I thought at least seven. Maybe I said five. Maybe I, maybe I used to say five. It's possible. At but, least in 2012, you were saying five. But according to the prophecies, this is our fourth time at this level of civilization. All right. And we're, we're leaving world four, moving to world five. And if we don't have everything set in order, we get to start all over fucking again. Just like we did the last three times. Well, I get a feeling that we're going to be starting all over again anyway. Yes, so. because human nature is fucked up and we can't seem to get our shit together to plan for the future because once people get power as they say power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely yeah we just can't seem to get past our human nature and that is our biggest problem as humans is getting past our fucking human nature to where we can prepare for what is coming and be able to transcend the events that are coming because these events come around like clockwork. Yeah. Like clockwork, man. It's like you can look in the histories. The the more we study history, the more we study ancient history, the more we dig into rocks, ice cores, everything, we find the cycles. But if it takes us 2,000 years to get back to this point, then we never figure out that these things come around cycles like clockwork until we've reached 2,000 years after the last ridiculousness. Well, that's because, because we get kicked all the way back to the fucking Stone Age. Exactly. And we forgot all of the technology that we invented. It's like every time we attain this level of civilization, we attain this level of civilization differently. Or... We end up, I mean, yes, we attain it differently, but it could also be that um, our history becomes nothing more than myths because our grandchildren don't get to see the flying planes or our our great, great, great grandchildren have no idea what a boat is. So therefore, it is nothing but myth, yeah, well, mystery. You can see that in all the mythologies of every people on the planet all the ancient mythologies of all the peoples that populated this planet you can see 
all the knowledge in their myths. You just got to tease out what it means in our modern language. And the issue with that, yeah. again, is because it takes so long for yeah. us to get to this point again. Yeah. By the time we get to this point, we see it no- as yes. nothing more than fantasy. We see it as fantasy, but the problem is... So, so we don't take the lessons we that we our don't ancestors take the lessons. are trying to pass down. We don't take the lessons. Like, the last time we attained this level of technology, we did it with the free energy that Tesla talked about. Mm-hmm. We did it with free electrical energy. From the earth. This time around, we chose a different route. We went with fossil fuels. Which, of course, we're running out of every 20 years. They've been, they've been telling us that since the 1970s. I still, remember, I, I still remember arguing with people in the late 1990s when they talked about peak oil. We're at peak oil. We'll never have enough oil to supply the world. I'm like, they're so <laughs> full of shit. And I used to argue with these people about it. And then 10 years later, there's, there's so much oil flowing on the planet. We don't, we, we don't know what to do with it all. And it's like, yeah, see? And, and the people I argued with, oh, no, I never argued that. And it's like, yeah, okay, you're so full of shit. We'll never, ru- we'll, we'll never run out of fossil fuels. The fossil fuels will always be there. Yes, because if you leave the dig site alone for a while, it, re- it, it, um, it replenishes. The earth pumps out more oil. That's the word. It replenishes, like blood. Mm-hmm. Yes, hey, oil, oil, is, oil is the earth's blood. But the point, being, the point being is that we are here, the, the comet... K2 is on its way, and it was the farthest active inbound comet ever seen. So, and what K2 does the Hopi, is going to be here in 2022. What does the Hopi thing say about this comet? Oh, I don't have the Hopi stuff here. Oh, okay. You'll have to go look it up. Just go look up Blue Star. I, I brought it in one of our early uh, early shows. I brought this in one of our early shows, but it suddenly came on my uh, radar again recently because it's going to reach our planet in July 2022. That's not too far away. No, because we started this, well, January of this year, but this comet was first noticed in 2017. So, I have a feeling, mm-hmm. which I really hate when I get these feelings because they're very rarely wrong. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that by next winter, uh, we're essentially going to be screwed. Oh, yeah, we are. I know that. And that's, why I, I have, that's why I've been on a fucking tear for two years. And I have a feeling that over the summer... We're going to see the breakdown of our internet, of our power grid, of everything that makes our life what it is today, what makes our world a first world, you know? And I have a feeling that over the next 12 months, from now, over the next 12 months, we are going to see ourselves put back essentially into the stone age not quite in the next 12 months it'll take a little longer okay i'm oh, sorry not stone age but uh back into like the 1800s style we might life. we might be pushed back to the 1800s i don't know if we're going to go far that far back we might go back to the 1920s or 30s well but, i'm really hoping that that's not the case but i've i've had a feeling of something coming 
Yeah. Right. Uh, well, for for the past couple of years, I've had this feeling of something building, something yeah. coming, and then over the past few months, I lost that feeling of something coming, and instead, I feel like it's already here. We're already dealing with it. So well, it's here. Instead of hmm? we are in the early stages now of entering into the um, magnetic field of the four gas giants. We will be entering that magnetic field of the four gas giants in March of 2022. So maybe that's what it is. Uh, despite so many people's objections, mm. planets do have an effect on us. Mm. They have to. Oh, yeah. They affect our entire freaking planet. Of course, they're going to have an effect on mm. us. So maybe that's what I'm feeling yep. is we're no longer waiting. It's here. It's quite, happening. Quite possibly. Absolutely, yeah, quite possibly on that. <clears throat> just a random thing I thought I would bring up. Yep. Well, welcome to, welcome to the changes. You can see by the photos here the comet K two and where it's. Mm -hmm. This is where it was in 2017. This is where it will be in 2022. And Earth is here. We're the third ring out from the sun. So it's going to, we're going to see as it, as it comes around the sun and goes right by us. You know, I wonder how it's, it's going to affect our planet. It's, I don't know. It depends on how close it is. I mean, it's, it's a big-ass comet. The fact that we could see it, yeah. the fact that it was visible well out beyond the outer planets of our solar system. That's a lot. That tells you what kind of comet it is. And because yeah. it's a blue comet, it's thing here. Here's some more stuff on the Hopi. I've got links in here on the Hopi prophecy. This is the prophecy of us leading into the fifth world. And that's what this comet pertains, pertains to, is us leaving the fourth world, entering the fifth world. Hmm. And then I guess I we know. will be leaving the words for our future ancestors yep. about how this comet will, per, will speak to leaving the fifth world and yep. entering into the sixth world. Yes, because that comet, if you look at this path of that comet, that trajectory, it's got a very big path that goes somewhere out into the galaxy and comes back out and around to us again. It's going to change something in our planet. It's going to affect us. Yep. It's going we just to, don't know it, how yet. We don't know how. It's, it's going to make some changes. Something's going to happen. We just don't yeah. know what it is yet. All right. What have I got here? I've got something here that is not titled. Not like me to not title it. What is this? No, it's not about the Supreme Coffee Maker. Are you sure? Because he yeah. looks really happy. Yes, well, they always look at... Oh, we've gone to Intel Edge. Intel's got a new processor. Yay for Intel. Go on. Good afternoon, everyone. Ah. Pakistan, lowest December temperature ever recorded in the country. Reverse jet streams, extreme heat after an extratropical cyclone in Norway, freezing in the Balkans, termed once-in-a-lifetime stratospheric clouds. And are you ready for the Blue Star Kachina return? Let's take a look at where it's at. The beginning of 2020. There you go. That was last year. 
okay. that was that was that was December of night of 2019 is when he was talking about this. Mm-hmm. In and my mind, we're already in the new year. Yes, we're already there. But it's like this stuff is not new, folks. You just, no. just got to have your mind open to see it. And stop considering every word of your very distant ancestors as nothing more than myth. Oh, God. I, I quit doing that years ago. I quit. You did. But a lot of people still consider the words of their very distant ancestors as nothing more than myth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't know anybody who believes in vampires or werewolves anymore, but just because vampires and werewolves have been commercialized doesn't mean that the original meaning of them isn't true. No, the original meaning exists. The problem is, is you've got to tease out the original meaning from the words that were said. Got to find the truth between the you gotta, words. You got to find the truth in the mythology, and it's mm-hmm. hard to find the truth in the mythology because, I mean, it, the best line I ever heard in any movie ever was the first Lord of the Rings movie. And how does it go? Um, history becomes myth. Uh, no, what is it? Um, History becomes myth. Myth becomes legend. Legend becomes history. No. History History becomes legend. Legend becomes myth. And myth is forgotten? And No, hang on a sec. I'm going to look this up real quick. (laughs) I know there's three points that are made, but same kind of thing. It was like the most, and, and I watched the special on how they came up with that, and it was just, the most amazing way they actually came up with it. They, it, just, it just fell from their mouths. Nice. And because it's not even in the books. No, it's not. And it goes, okay, the world has changed. I feel it in the water. I feel it in the earth. I smell the air. It began with the rings, blah, 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 one by one in free lands. So those. And popsicles. Yeah, hang on a sec. I'm just feeling the dead air. Because dead air is boring. Yeah, well, the dead air is dead air. Also, um, Murphy likes to fuck with us so much, I may as well make sure that yeah. our dead air is filled so that our listeners know they didn't actually lose us. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> Minister Tang is a man who identifies as a woman. All right, I forgot about that. Sorry, I was looking at something under the Great Reset, Build Back Better. Mm. There's a lot of interesting stuff. I think we're going to have to leave that till next week, though. Yeah, well, we got so much stuff. So much. But we got through a lot of it tonight so far. I'm pretty stoked. Well, we'll have a very good New Year's show. Yes, because we can go on and on and on. Oh, yeah. I'll have to make sure I have a whole bottle for myself. Here it is. Right here. Let's see this here. Let's see if I found it. Oh, did I tell you? I managed to accidentally make a mushroom soup version, or a mushroom soup flavor. Nice. I was making uh, chicken and rice, and... 
I decided to make a white sauce and I didn't actually pay much attention to what I was throwing in. I just decided to go for it, whatever I had. And I accidentally made mushroom soup flavor, which is pretty cool. Tasted really good on the chicken rice. Yeah. Or chicken and rice. But turns out mushroom soup must have garam masala in it because that is what made the flavor. Mm, cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't seem to find the exact quote, but here's the close enough piece. Oh, wait a sec. Maybe this is it here. And some things that should not have been forgotten were lost. History became legend. Legend became myth. And for two and a half thousand years, the ring possessed out of all, passed out of all knowledge. So, yeah, that's it right there. That's it. That sounds right. Yeah. History became legend. Legend became myth. <laughs> And yeah. that's exactly what has happened to our history. It's become myth. And the mythologies, nobody pays attention to the mythologies. And why don't they pay attention to the mythologies, Ed? Because it's myth. It's like, ah, it's just mythology. It's made up stuff. It's no longer valid. Look at the world now. The world's changed. It's all warm. Everything's all happy and fuzzy. Nothing's going wrong. For those who were born previous to 1999, they got to enjoy a piece of the world, the world as it will never, it won't not never be, it will not be again for another hundred years. I think I was born during the true summer of this world. You're a summer baby, absolutely. Yeah, I was born you, during the true summer. You, you the, never the knew. The time when things were equal and yeah. happy and looking towards the future with yeah, you were joy just, and positivity. And it was, also, it was also the peak of the grand solar maximum, which topped out in 1999. That was the end of the grand solar maximum. As, as I've been looking at the data lately, the grand solar maximum topped at 1999 and it started going down from there so i really was a true summer baby you were a true summer baby just like it's <laughs> like every time i think about it i think of great game of thrones me too and i actually just did a video on this that i'm going to be putting up and that the game of thrones what if it wasn't just talking about the grand solar minimums but he was talking about the political systems he took the political systems of today and he wrapped them in the mythology of um what's the word i'm looking for um not uh, sure monarchies i read the books. he wrapped he wrapped them in the in the world of monarchies and our our monarchies and the way it was in the 1400s he wrapped it all in the 1400s he wrapped, you know what I was, he wrapped our you know, modern politics. Even And one of the things that stuck out mostly for suddenly it jumped out to me. Okay, the what's-her-name, that really mean-ass bitch in the, in the um, Game of Thrones, you know, the, the, queen, the, the, queen, the queen mother or whatever, the king mother, you know, the, the, the queen who was, who was... The one who was having babies with her brother? Yes, the one who was having babies with her brother. What if that... What if he matched her up to, like, um, Hillary Clinton? Wow. What if he matched her up to Hillary Clinton? And what if he matched up several of the other 
different people in there to many of the other different prominent political figures in our world today, but he stuck them in the era of of the monarchies, the era, and I ha, I'm, the word's not in my head, but he stuck them in the era of the 1400s to the 1600s of what we know, because that's basically what it's medieval all Medieval times? Medieval times. He stuck them all in medieval times so nobody would notice. Mm-hmm. What if he did that? And he took... He, he, he saw the grand solar minimums and the maximums and he wrapped that all up and he stuck them in there. And I, don't, I still haven't figured out who the dragon lady is, you know, the lady who raises the dragons and who she is. Daenerys. Yes, Daenerys, but, uh, Daenerys, but I haven't figured out who she is, but I'm looking at some of these other characters and I'm already picking them out. Like, you know, that, that lady who was having the babies with her brothers, you know, that's like Hillary Clinton right there. <laughs> It's like you could draw a straight line to that bit, to those two bitches. <laughs> and, and their evilness and the fucking backhandedness they do in politics. And you can draw lines between some of the, many of the other characters in there. You can even draw lines to uh, one of the characters there, to um, um, Jeffrey Epstein. It's like... Yeah, yeah, you can. It's like I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, holy crap. What if he just took... All the, mod- all the knowledge he knew of modern... Maybe that's why he's had such a tough time writing the last book. <laughs> Which I'm still waiting for. So am I. But yeah, that, that does make sense. Also, um, the, whole se- the whole series there is truly amazing in the way that he created the world. But the way he created the world, although in the 1400s, mm-hmm. is very modern in a lot of ways. Oh, yeah. It's very interesting <laughs> to read. And I... Okay, so uh, probably a funny connection, but I remember, um, oh, I forget his name. The, the future guy who I always refer to. Elon Musk? No, oh, future John, guy. Titter? Teeter? John Teeter? Teeter, John Teeter. John Teeter? Uh, so John Teeter mentioned a few times how you just don't fuck with the Canadians. Yes. And in uh, Game of Thrones... They make the Northerners the ones who think about the future, the ones who oh, yes. plan for years and years what, ahead, what, and the what, ones who what have. If, what if he was referring to the Northerners as the fucking Canadians? Exactly. That's a, I hadn't thought about that one. That one's interesting. Because uh, that kind of is what we are. We are the Northerners. We yeah. are the ones who can survive in sub-zero temperatures, yeah. and we are the ones who tend to go down to the south and recruit bodies and bring them to the north and then make fun of them for not being able to handle the harshness. Yep. We absolutely do that. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but it's, it's a very interesting thing when you start thinking about it in continents. Like, when I first read the series, I was thinking about the north and the south as Canada and the U.S. Yeah. And Mexico. Like, well, uh, it, when they were talking about the constant summer, even during the winter, there was still summer down there. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about Mexico. Yeah, well, that's the thing is, is like, even in that book, he talks about, you know, the, the north, they still had their summers where they could harvest crops. Exactly. Until the grand solar minimum kicks in. And the long winters. Mm-hmm. And now they can't harvest crops as often. It's like there's so much in this. I was like, I'm going to have to re-listen to the books again. I've got them all. 
I've got all I hate the, you. I've got all the books, so I'm going to re-listen to them again. And uh, yeah, I hate you a little bit. I only have one. <laughs> I saved my credits just so I could buy those books. <laughs> I tried to save my credits, and then my kid went in. And she's like, "I need this book for school." It's mm. like, okay. Yeah. Well. <laughs> anyway, I've got them all, so I'll, I'll listen to them all again. But it's like there's so much there, and now it's like that's that thought occurred to me this weekend. This last weekend is when that thought suddenly occurred to me. It's like I had a I had a really strange experience this weekend too. Because, Which thought? Um, the the well that thought occurred to me before my strange experience, but the uh, it was the thought that that our grand solar well I already had the thought of grand solar minimum. I think I mentioned on this show before the grand solar minimum being just what the Game of Thrones was about. But it yeah, I brought it up and you agreed. No, I thought I brought it up. I'm going to take credit for uh. it. So screw you. Oh, you probably thought about it about the same time that I thought about, but I brought it up, and you're like, well, yes, I was thinking about that. Well, anyway, I brought up the first part about connecting all our politics, modern politics, to what's in that book. So there. Oh, absolutely. I got you. Anyway, that's what occurred to me this weekend. <laughs> I don't know where the random thought came from. It was just, I was thinking of something, and it's all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute. What if, what if not only was he thinking about the grand solar minimums, but he was connecting to politics. And for some reason, Hillary Clinton, I think I just saw a bunch of tweets or something about Hillary Clinton. And it's like, wait a minute, that bitch in the fucking game of Thrones is just like Hillary Clinton. And then I started (laughs) connecting all the other political (laughs) figures in there. It's like, what if all of our politicians are playing their game of Thrones, which is what they're doing. They're paying, they, yep. they, they play their Game of Thrones. What if this guy writing the Game of Thrones just took all of our modern stuff and threw it into medieval times and made a very entertaining story out of it all? And what if, hey, what, what, if, what if Elon Musk is just the little midget jester dude? Actually, that makes sense. It, it suddenly made sense to me. I was thinking, wait a minute. The, I can't remember his name now, but the midget jester dude? The guy who's very, very fucking smart, but doesn't fit in anywhere and yep. is trying to do the right thing, but somehow can't do it. Yep. That's Elon Musk. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Actually. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's like the more I think about this and the drunker I get, the better my mind. I should have smoked some weed too, but hey. <laughs> All right, this is going to become a this is going to become a segment on our show. We're gonna to have to create a new segment just for this. Because the now, Game of Thrones segment? The Game of Thrones segment because now this is going to become a bit of an obsession for me. I love it. It's, <laughs> so anyway, no, what happened to me uh, when I was doing I was doing some ceremonies last night for the um, for the solar for the grand solar for the uh, um, Solstice? Solstice, thank you. The solstice. And, wow, you have had a bit to drink. Yeah, I'm um, halfway through a bottle of wine. Ah. Uh, um, I was doing some ceremonies last night around the fireplace for it, and uh, it was one of the few times I actually smoked pot. And I realize why I don't smoke pot now. Why? I can't handle the world being slowed down that fucking much. Ah, uh, yes. Whenever I smoke weed, an hour... Actually, five minutes seems like an hour. No, a minute seems like an hour. An hour <laughs> seems like I've been there for eight hours or more. It's just, it's the world slows right the fuck down. 
And I, I, I wouldn't know. I'm allergic. Yeah, well, you, too bad because if you smoked it, you could find out how to slow the world down. I understood why coders smoke pot mm-hmm. because it allows them to slow down and actually see their code as they're writing it. Rather than thinking about the next five uh, five steps. Well, they're still thinking about the next five steps, but their brain actually can can gather the information as they're doing it. Because <laughs> it just slowed my world right the fuck down. <clears throat> but I got into a meditative mode, and then all of a sudden I snapped from it. And it was like all of a sudden I felt like a, I was a part of something that happened worldwide. And then uh, a while later I realized there was supposed to be a worldwide meditation last night. Really? I might have connected into that. Oh, that's awesome. I might have connected into that worldwide meditation that was supposed to occur on, this, on, the, on the eve of the solstice because the solstice happened early in the morning for our time, which was on the 21st, but starting on the 20th. It, when I started on the 20th here, it was already the 21st in other parts of the planet. Oh. And some places of the planet, the sol- solstice had already happened. But at any rate, there was supposed to be a worldwide meditation that occurred. I remember reading about it like two weeks ago. And I completely, that forgot, is cool. I completely forgot about it until all of a sudden I snapped out of the meditation I put myself into. And it was like, I felt like I, felt like I, c- I connected to a larger power than myself is what I'd felt like. And then, and then a little while later, I suddenly realized, wait a minute, there was supposed to be a meditation. Did I tap into that? I think I might have. You know, <clears throat> I always have a problem at this time of year. Hmm. From the 21st until the 23rd, I can't sleep at night. Hmm. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter what I try to do to help myself sleep. I just can't sleep until the sun starts coming up. That doesn't happen it's until the 25th. It's a weird that phenomenon. Does, that doesn't happen until the 25th. Uh, for me, I, I can't sleep from the 20th until the 23rd. Hmm, that's weird. I don't know why. It's been like that for the last... Well, I've only been paying attention for the past four years, but it's been like that for the last four years that I've been paying attention to it. But yeah. when I think back to my childhood, right before Christmas, I couldn't sleep for the, for the few days before Christmas. Yeah, well, it could be. It's a weird thing. I remember thing. the ESP works better when you're a child. I'm not a child anymore. I uh, should be able to sleep. No, I know, but still, it's <laughs> the way it works. I'll blame my silent neighbors again. All right, we're going to add in, starting uh, next episode and further episodes, we're going to add in the segment for Game of Thrones. This will be awesome. Because that one there is not going to go away on me now that I've dug into it a little deeper, <laughs> and now that I've now that I've even connected a couple more characters in there, I'm just gonna I'm gonna listen to the books, and I'm gonna be paying attention to the modern politics. And the thing is, is there's so much more information now than when he wrote the books. Oh yeah. And of course, at least information we can gain. Well, information we can get because he's obviously an insider. Oh, yeah. He's an insider, so he had insider information to all of this shit. And he was basically leaking it out in such a way, I'm no longer going to look at the books as just the pure entertainment value that I did the first time. I'm going to be listening to them now as like, okay, what's he trying to tell us? So you'll give me your login, right? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yay! 
All right, we've been at this two hours and 41 minutes. I think it's time we call it a night. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> All right, we're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to have a decent show next week. And our New Year's show, well, we'll go as long as we fucking can. And by the end of it, we'll both be hammered like last year. Which, you know, we have to do a New Year's show every year now because last year we started this on New Year's. I know. It's kind of a pain in the ass, but at the same time, pretty awesome. It is. It is really quite fun. <laughs> All right. A little bit of music to carry us on out. These are the days of thunder. We're going to make time stand still. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care. Adios, mofo.